And a happy Friday morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Griffin. And back in studio with us is Pressbox's chief grand poobah, Stan the Fan Charles. Good morning, Stan. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning. How was your everything good? Thanksgiving was e- all right? Everything's good. Everything's good. I had my uh You got powdered your powdered donut? donut? Powdered donut. That's how you know the show's gonna be good. If Stan doesn't get his powdered donut, actually, he um he purposely wrecks the show. He comes in here and he purposely derails and changes the subject and refuses to engage on certain topics because it's his act of protest over the powdered donut situation. I so. had a horrible uh, situation last week mm. with, and it, and ironically, I think it was on Friday <sighs> where I had to be. I had to be home. I think is that why I took off. Well, well, we didn't do a show last Friday. That's the that's why yeah, we didn't do a that's, show. That's, yeah. that's why. That's yeah. why it was okay. It was Friday morning. I rushed out. I had to take some water, pool water, to the um, Leslie's pools. Okay. So I said, "Hey, I'll get my donut after I finish at Leslie Pools." So I pull up to this small Dunkin' Donuts that's close by, uh, right on Sudbrook and Reisterstown Road virtually and i pull in and the lot is like um, monstrously packed well, it is black friday after yeah yes yeah. so now i i decide to double back and do something else and now i double back and it's still packed okay and i pull into this really obscure business that there's no way in the world my five minutes in the dunkin donuts are going to get me either Uh-oh. towed away Uh-oh. Uh-oh. or either towed away we're in any trouble at all because uh, I mean it's like famous last words. I get I park my car and I see this couple like pulling in and they they're like staring at me like a deer well, with headlights. Because you're a major celebrity, you're staying the fan charge. No, that's not it. At you're all. making your Friday trip to a Dunkin'. No, Everybody no, no, knows they're no, there that's for not, That's not it. That's not it. I get out of the car and I'm about halfway to the Dunkin' Donuts and I hear this foreign woman screeking at me hey yo yo you can't park there you know and i turn and she goes you can't park here so i zip in and i said shoot i'll go up to the other dunkin donuts he just went to a different dunkin donuts i went to a different dunkin donuts because their parking lot was still mobbed this place they only had like six spots okay they were all taken so now i go up to the kosher um, is there the a co- wait? There's a kosher Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, kosher at the I corner of Old Court and Town uh, Road. Yeah. Well, how about that? So now the place you have to turn left in there is this gigantic truck delivering food to the Dunkin' Donuts and to the pizza shop there. So I had to like really wait and and maneuver. It's starting I to get... seem like some Final Destination type of stuff. No. So now I go in there. And they're a little crowded, but I'm I'm looking. Uh, they got no they got no powdered donuts. Oh my god! So now I say I'm going to shoot at the kosher Dunkin' Donuts. No, they didn't have. Them I think I've been kosher. to this Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. My, my, this is in, in Pikesville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is yeah, where my my aunt lives right next. They there. usually have. <laughs> so now I double back. I say I'll go back to the one. They're still mobbed. All right, so okay. I, I appreciate your dedication. You're not, at no point do you say to yourself, it's just not meant to be today. Maybe I get myself a croissant or something like that. No. You no. are hell-bent no. on, I'm no, hell-bent. I'm getting my powdered donut. I drove about three miles down Reisterstown Road near Northern Parkway 
to get my powdered donut. <laughs> How long total? Total amount of time. About from 25 s- minutes. That, that's 25 minutes more than I would be willing to yeah. put up with I to get a, a, a I powdered donut. I, I would. Well, I hadn't had one all week. You know, and how? But do you normally only have them on Fridays, or do you normally I'm, get one? I'm, I'm now at the point because seriously, you and I both like to watch our weight. Yes, doing and doing my best. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you, I you, used to do my best, um, but I'm back on the straight and narrow a little bit, I'm losing a little bit. Uh, I I try now; it's my thing on Friday morning. So get. once a week, it's your yeah, Friday. Maybe okay. twice. So then I can understand that a little bit more. I could understand why there's only one Friday a week. Right, yep. like you yep. now you're yep. you're realizing it's if not I don't the same put the if I do it like on Saturday. Oh, it doesn't hit nearly the same. Not, does not hit no, at no. all the same as the yeah. Friday powder donut. Everybody knows that. Yeah. How's Which, the uh, how's the burn? The burn? Uh, the bro- I can I can I can medicine. taste the broccoli through that. Yeah. Um. So far, I'm not sure. Um. It's still early on, but I'm willing to try. So, sulfuraf. Raphane gel. So I, I sulforaphane gel. I talked about it the other day. I burned brand labs. I burned my hand a little bit pulling the turkey out of the oven on Thanksgiving. P- pure laziness. It's all on me. It is not. Yep. I. It's time to get turkey out of the oven. No problem. I had been up. I, I, I talked about it. I did the morning show on the, the radio station last Friday. I got no sleep. I was exhausted, and I just wanted to get the turkey out of the oven. So instead of taking the 12 seconds to put the oven mitt on to pull the turkey out of the oven, I just said, I'm going to go right ahead and do it. After all, I am I am a man. You were the, the chief grand poobah of your house. Uh, of the moment, yes. Yeah. I, of the moment yeah. I was. So I go ahead, and in the process, I run my hand right across the side of the oven as I go to grab the turkey. Dummy. Big, stupid, dummy, you idiot. It would have taken did, did you 10 almost, seconds. Did you almost drop the turkey? Was um, it burn that bad or you were... No, you know, I, I don't think I did. I think yeah. I I was annoyed. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. It's worse than that. I didn't get the turkey. <laughs> I pulled the, the hand... Turkey. No, I pulled my <laughs> hand out, put the... Put the put oven the mitts on after yeah, I had already burned my hand. That's really good. And then grabbed the that's turkey. That's good time. Big stupid over here. Anyway, so Stan kindly is, brought me. This is the stuff. Yeah. See if he can't sulfographane, fix that up. Sulforaphane gel. As I, as I said in college, I'm willing to try anything once. Right. Willing to try anything once. I, seriously, I didn't do it as bad as you, but I have a habit in our oven of always just getting small burns. You know, nothing sure, that's sure. the size of that. But but I, I and I've been given this sample to try. It's really for facial, like when you get like maybe a brown spot. Okay. If you rub mm-hmm. it in, it's mm-hmm. supposed to kind of make it disappear. I said, let me try this stuff. Maybe it'll and work. Y- and you say it works. I say it works. All right. Well, stand the chance. That's a more Charles. significant burn than now. Now, what about that toothpaste that was supposed to protect me from COVID? What about that? That one didn't work out quite as well. Thanks a lot, Stan. Well, Thanks I, lot. I heard the president talk about <laughs> yeah. at the time. The president talk about of course the bleach. You can believe that. Yeah. We tried. Ingesting we're all some... sitting around injecting bleach into yep. our arms, and yep. it didn't work. Believe it or not. Hey, PressBox is offering new sports betters the best sign-up bonuses and promos from all seven of Maryland's online sports books go to pressboxonline.com slash offers right now and get offers like $100 in free bets from Barstool after placing your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars time is limited to get the best offers from all of the sports books go to pressboxonline.com slash offers and sign up today it is a veritable maze of of offers so I'm trying now to because I have my preferred 
book that I will use ultimately. Right. I have been moving a little bit of money trying to take the good offers from book to book. Right. See how I do and then take that money and move it back to another book and right. see like and ultimately I have the one that's going to be the one that I know that I'm going to settle on when it's all said and done, but because they don't pay me any money, I'm not going to tell you which one it is. But there's one that I think is the best of all of them so far, yeah. and that's the one I'll end up using. Um, a lot to do on the program today. In a few minutes, Eve Rosenbaum's going to join us, uh, Assistant General Manager of the Baltimore Orioles. Of course, the winter meetings are next week out in San Diego. Stan and I apparently not going and shacking up for the week in San Diego. Uh, it was weird when we used to go to the winter meetings, we would actually share a bed. It was a strange, I don't know why we chose to do that. And it wasn't even that we had to. The budget said we could have two beds. We just chose to share a bed at the winter meetings those years. Well, um, it's out in the open now with the calendar. That's true. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody everybody knows, knows just how comfortable we are. Yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to talk about it yet. We can. I think we have to wait till next week. To, oh, really? Well, we're not going to show anybody because we I want them to buy. I got some email about buying. You know about buying. Well, you could it. pre-order it for. Right. I feel like we were supposed to launch something. Well, next I didn't week. mean we'd show it on. Yeah, the we're air. definitely not, not going to show no. you the picture no. because you have to buy but your you calendar. Can pre, you can pre-order a yeah. calendar. Nobody gets free tastes around here. You gotta. You gotta. There's no samples around. All, these parts all the all the money every dollar brought in yes goes it was to the, the hamden, hamden family, family it is a big deal yeah, for us it is it's a big, big deal for us with the boys of hamden calendar yeah. uh but we will talk to eve rosenbaum about uh, what the orioles might be doing next week out at the meetings uh later on this hour bo smolka from press box will check in with us we will preview ravens broncos on sunday uh, later on in the program, Damian Lee, uh, Calvert Hall alum. Of course, we're staring at Calvert Hall from our studio right now. NBA champion now with the Phoenix Suns after winning the title last year with the Warriors and his brother-in-law, uh, Steph Curry. Now he is with the Suns trying to deliver them their first ever NBA title this year. And I, if I'm guessing, he's going to be the one that makes the difference. That's, that's going to be the guy. The rumor is that he went to play for the Suns so he could uh, work a little with Chris Paul oh, on, don't, don't. on a project. <laughs> on a project. <laughs> it was a wild night on Twitter last night, man. <laughs> wild night on Twitter last night. Uh, and we'll get you segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Marcus Williams as well. Stan, you, there's no chance that you happened to poke at the Maryland women's basketball game last night, is there? I saw the I saw the finale. Awesome. It. Yeah, Just, it by, really by the way, great. the entire game was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a good game. Th- my favorite basketball games are the games where there's never enough separation that you have any feel for the game whatsoever. Right. This was the type of game where it was two possessions at most throughout, throughout the game. Maryland at Notre Dame last night in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Notre Dame, the number seven team in the country. They're really good. Um, Maryland, who's got some good wins, but also, you know, they got smacked around by South Carolina a couple weeks ago, which is not all that surprising. South They're Carolina's, number one, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not all that surprising. Um, but, man, what a game that was last night. Diamond Miller is a star. Yeah, Diamond Miller really is unbelievable. 30-point double-double last night including the game-winning pull-up jumper, absolutely ice cold. Kevin Durant was tweeting about it afterwards. Steph Curry was tweeting about it afterwards. It was number one on Sports Center's top plays. Just an awesome basketball game last was night. Man. Ye, was Ye West uh, I don't believe I saw anything from, but I think he's now unfortunately unavailable for comment again. Real, on Twitter. I can't imagine why. Why would they suspend that guy? Maybe he just... Started a new account under you. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm. Boy, am I done with that? I've By the way, what a guy. what a game we got tonight, Maryland. Yeah, big Maryland one. Maryland and Illinois. Illinois yep. If you're in the neighborhood, so to speak, 
I'm sure there are some tickets yeah, I, I still secured, available. I you decided to go. Yes, me and my so, brother. Me and so, my brother so, uh, thanks for inviting me. Do you <laughs> want to go? We can provide. No, well, we were talking about it yesterday. So there was a lot of complaints from the Maryland fan base this week about if you had gone on the ticket site, how many tickets were still available. And Maryland decided they were going to go through and slash all the ticket price. What did they end up costing you? Uh, it was about like $22. Yeah, $22. Yeah. They slashed the uh, – in order to try to fill the right. seats for tonight, they slashed – all of the upper levels tickets down to about twenty bucks to try okay. to get the place packed tonight. Uh, to and have it probably gr- will work, won't it? Well, I mean, it would clearly work yeah, for right, Young yeah. Griffin. Yeah. I mean, like, I what would those normally go like thirty uh, five? I was, I was thinking, thinking earlier. I thought they were closer like, to fifty. Yeah, it was yeah. like forty to fifty for the cheapest. Yeah. So, so get in for twenty bucks. A nice night to go down. Nine o'clock, as we were saying. Look, nine o'clock, perfect time for me. For me, is no good any longer. It's, <laughs> it's no not. Well, no, no. For me personally, be fine. But with like the kids, I couldn't take the kids to a nine o'clock. Okay. Take off. them, uh, but, right. you, but for no, being if it was at home, just, putting them to bed oh, and I'm, watching this is it's great for watching the game. I 100% on that. I'm saying for like me, the guy that might. You would need it to be pouring rain for your wife to have wanted to go <laughs> yeah, with you. Sit out in the miserable cold and <laughs> hail. And, God. Um, so I'm, I'm out she for She deserves the, some kind of medal. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Well, I took her to see White Christmas, so I think we're good. Okay. That was the trade-off, Stan. All right. We went to there because we found out there were things that both of us could do. We went to Wisconsin so we could watch the football game, and then we went to some theater in, I don't know, Shalova, Wisconsin, or something like that, where they were playing White Christmas, which my wife hates everything about Christmas, except, except oddly, she is obsessed with the motion picture White Christmas. White Christmas. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure. I actually know some of the words of some of the songs because I've watched it so many years on Christmas with her. She doesn't care at all about Ralphie who's and a, a Christmas Who's in the movie? What, it's um, June yeah. Allison. Oh, yeah, God. It's, it's what's it? You know exactly who it is. It's, Bing Crosby. Yes, thank you. Bing Crosby. That's exactly who But who it is. plays the uh, female? One. I think you're right about that. June I think Alice. you're right that it's June Allison. Um, oh my she God. was cute and perky. She was lovely. Yeah. I agree. She was yeah. quite lovely. But I don't understand her obsession with white cr- I've never in my life, and she's obsessed. Yeah. Every year, the way that some families watch It's a Wonderful Life, she has to watch White Christmas. So I went to a theater and watched White Christmas with her after she went to the football game. So yeah, I think that I... That's true. That's, yeah. That's I think true. I get my point back, that's right? That's true love. Yes, Micah? I was once in White Christmas, actually. Oh, what? Believe a, it or a, not. A high school performance of White Christmas? Oh, yes. Yeah. I was yeah. all over it. Were you one of the, were you one no, of the, the I was, two leads? No, I was an ensemble. Oh, okay. I was well, in that's... Hairspray, too. I killed it. Oh, man. Look say. at, look at wow. you. Wow. All the talent that young Micah has. Who knew? Wow. Um, quickly, before we get to Eve Rosenbaum. Yeah. Are, are, how... Are you going on Sunday? Going to the Ravens game. Yes, yes, yes. Are Are you excited about going? Yeah. I at seventy years old, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I still enjoy watching every Raven game. Going to the games to me is not. It's no is it longer. Is it sure at this point? It, a little bit. A little bit. And then the game starts, and I enjoy the game. You know. Um, you know. And then I start to obsess about, like, what's the right time to leave mm-hmm. so I don't get caught mm-hmm. in, tra- in an hour and a half traffic. So uh, I'm, I'm – uh, Is, that, is it at all impacted by, like, if they last week had beaten the Jaguars 27 to 10, would you be more excited yeah, about I'd probably it? be a little bit more excited. Okay. There's no question about it. But I think the larger issue is – that for a large portion of the fan base was forty to f- thirty-five to forty-five 
when the team moved here. Sure. These people are all 65 mm-hmm. to 75 now, mm-hmm. and it's a big difference. It really is. Of course it you is. Know, you still love the team. Doesn't mean you don't want to root for them. I don't root for empty seats to be there in my absence, but you you start thinking about and when this is one, the right This year one isn't to... supposed to be as miserable as the Panthers no, game. No, this one no, isn't no. weather-wise. It's going to be about 40, to... 46, 47. But the sun's supposed to be out on Sunday, so it That's shouldn't. That's what they say. That, uh, correct. That's, they say. <laughs> That's fair. So it's not supposed That's to be as bad. Say. I I like I feel I felt around town this week just the life kind of sucked out a little bit just a bit of a you know now that being said we had a great crowd for the Tyus Bowser show on Tuesday night so you know I don't know maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was it yeah. just felt like there was a lot of and uh, I, th- I think there'll be a pretty good crowd there. You know, there's a large contingent of people that want to see Russell Wilson play. Uh, is there? <laughs> where, where are those people exactly? Where, <laughs> they're, where certainly not, them? they're certainly not in Denver. They're not in Denver. I don't think they're in Seattle. No. I don't know that there is anywhere where they're all that interested. Russell, in Wilson, Russell Wilson, Wilson is learning a life lesson in be careful what you wish for. He was dying to get away. There was no semblance of who he was going to go to. But he was dying to get away from Pete Carroll. Right. right. And everybody, I was definitely among the believers of this is going to work out. There are yeah. a couple wide receivers in Denver, and had, you know uh, they had a great defense. They had a and, running back, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. And, and Javante Williams looked good a year yeah. ago. Like there was, I was absolutely among the list of people that thought they would maybe not be able to d- take down the Chiefs, but they were right. absolutely they would be a contender. Correct. Being contender. They would in be the where AFC. the Chargers are, sort of. Yeah, yeah, six they would and be, five, seven and They would be four. right in the mix. They would be entertaining to watch throughout mm-hmm. the course of the year. They don't even get the Sunday night game next week. They, they, I don't know why they wouldn't move out. There are so many good games Sunday afternoon this right. week. That you're Sunday not, is uh, India-Dallas, right? Yeah, that's the Sunday night game, which stinks. Stinks on Terrible ice. Game. Awful. Wretched. Back-to-back weeks of the but Colts. It's a, but in, it's an opportunity, a money-making opportunity. Yeah, if you like stay in the fan and believe the Cowboys can handle a large number against the Colts. I think, I, I think they can. I think it's possible, but I am shaken by their miserable ability. They couldn't finish off the deal on Thanksgiving. Yeah. They just gave up. They didn't even try to get the cover on Thanksgiving, which is shameful on their part. Really embarrassing on the Cowboys' part. They weren't able to get the cover on Thanksgiving. So I'm, I'm a little bit shaken by that when it comes to talking about the Cowboys covering on Sunday night. But, yeah, you get uh, on Sunday afternoon at the same time as the Chiefs-Bengals game, which is the national TV game, D- Dolphins-49ers, and then Eagles-Titans earlier in the day. All of these might be good Sunday night football games, but instead we get Cowboys-Colts, a thriller. Today's show brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can save $100 right now when you order your Ginsu Kamado Grill by using the code TAILGATE at ginsugrills.com. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for grilling, baking, smoking, and searing all kinds of food. Again, ginsugrills.com is the website. Use the code TAILGATE to save $100. Joining us now, the uh, Major League Baseball winter meetings get underway on Sunday out in San Diego. Before that happens, it's a pleasure to be joined once again here on the program by the assistant general manager of the Baltimore Orioles. She is Eve Rosenbaum, and she's back with us here on GCR. Eve, it's Glenn. Stan the Fan Charles is with me this Friday. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's great to chat with you, Eve. First of all, like, how did... When you're out in San Diego next week, do you get any time at all to like enjoy being in San Diego, or are you pent up inside 
a resort hotel for literally every minute of every day? Uh, we get a little bit of time to enjoy being in San Diego. Uh, last time we were there, it actually was not like super warm. Um, so it wasn't as exciting, but uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of waiting around inside. But every now and then we can go outside and get some fresh air. I remember the Stan and I used to go do the show from the winter meetings every year. I remember the year mm-hmm. we were in Nashville. I kept being like, man, at some point I would like to go see Nashville. But you're just yeah. you, you can't leave. Right. You just can't you're just, leave. There's always something going on. There's Eve, I'm, I'm old enough that I was at the San Diego winter meetings where there was absol- actually snow during this. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yep. Unbelievable. It pretty wow. much ruined San Diego for me, I think. I mean, I'm not going to say it was a, I'm not going to say it lasted very long, but there were snowflakes. We had this small patio where everybody went to congregate. And I guess back then, smoke cigarettes, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I remember seeing snow there. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, even yeah, I know. Yeah. And we talked um, in the middle of the season when, when you got the, the title change and became his assistant GM. If I could just – the totality of what happened this year for you and how, you know, you explain it. Did you, did you have any idea this was coming? Was it – was it, you know, secretly for you, like, hey, we, we knew. We knew we had a chance to maybe move up a little bit quicker in this process than everyone else realized. I think it was a little bit of both. Um, you know, on the one hand, we thought in spring training that our guys looked really good, that they looked really healthy, really fit, um, that we had some really good athletes who just hadn't put it all together yet. So we knew that we were better than people were projecting us to be. But then at the same time, we were you know, very pleasantly surprised by how well the team played this year. So, you know, we had guys like Mateo and Santander really step up and show us their skills this year. But then, you know, I, there was a little bit of something extra, whether it was Adley coming up and getting the team, you know, hot and ready, or whether it was the uh, the veterans with Lyles and Chirinos and Odor just sort of teaching the young guys how to be big leaguers, whatever it was, there was a little something extra that we were not expecting this year. Speaking about a little bit extra, uh, everybody in town knows that the club played its best baseball when Jorge Mateo was playing his best baseball. I mean, that was mm-hmm. the period where they won 10 in a row, and it just seemed like this guy was a superstar. I mean, he when he's on, he's like sort of like watching a Ricky Henderson. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. But but at the oh, yeah. end of the, but at the end of the year, his on-base percentage ended up 269. Is there something the club can do to help him? I know at the end of the day, it's got to be him. Can he get that up to a much more acceptable level? And I'm talking not yeah. like 315. I'm talking even 300. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's always things we can do to, to help the players out. and There's always things that the players are, are working on. You know, we had our uh, hitting coaches – in and and hide in we had them all in for some hitting meetings at the beginning of this week all up in Camden Yards we spent two full days together just talking about our hitting philosophy for next year some new routines that we're going to do we went through each player went through what they're working on and Mateo was definitely one of the guys who we talked through and with him like a lot of our players who are getting their on-base percentage up it's just about making better swing decisions so it's you know in, in some ways it's kind of simple it's you know swing at strikes only swing at pitches that you can really drive um so we have some guys Mateo included who like to expand the strike zone and they end up chasing and swinging at balls especially with two strikes and we just want to try to tell them to hey sit back be patient 
you were really good at only swinging up strikes in the cage. Take that out to the game. And especially with Mateo, we really want to drive home, hey, if you, know, if you don't chase and then you draw a walk, that's as good as a double, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So it's just all about you know, continuing to drill them and practice, you know, only swing at pitches in this small area and take it after the game. Just take a deep breath when you get out there and you're going to be fine. As someone that growing up wanted to be a major league baseball player. And came so, so close. I so came close. so close uh, in the Pikesville <laughs> Little League. But seriously, uh, frustrated athlete, we watch and that, that all sounds so easy. How much is that complicated by how many innings are now pitched by relievers that throw 97 to 100 miles an hour where Mateo, two of his bats out of four, might come against pitchers that he hasn't seen that much and are throwing that fast. Yeah, it's definitely a new reality of the game. Um, and I do think, you know, the pitching has gotten a, a bit ahead of the hitting, which has caused MLB to you know, make some of these rule changes and crack down on the sticky stuff and all these things we've seen over the previous years to try and get it more back to a level playing field between the hitters and the pitchers. Um, but, you know, the hitters, this is the reality. So the hitters are going to have to adapt. And, you know, over time, they'll get used to it. So we provide the hitters with uh, reports. During the game, even, you, you see the hitters go over when a reliever comes in and look at um, uh, an iPad. And there we have a you know, quick summary of the pitcher they're about to face and some videos and some you know, key tips, you know, only swing at the slider or sit on the changeup, things like that um, to help them. But, yeah, it's definitely a challenge when you're seeing a guy you've really never seen before and he's throwing 98 um, and you have you know, 20 seconds to prepare. Yeah. She is Orioles assistant general manager Eve Rosenbaum. She's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Eve, um, we're working on our uh, annual best of issue here at Pressbox, and we do the best quotes of the year as part of that. And uh, the one that was at the top of the list, of course, is the one the entire fan base is tied to, which was when Mike, you know, sat down and said, "It's liftoff from here," and it has sort of <laughs> shaped everything about the way the fan base kind of views this off season. I'm wondering if internally that was as significant to you guys as it was to everybody else, or if it was more like Mike just kind of making a, a kind of a flip comment, you know, just, hey, we're, we're heading in the right direction. And, and if there's any danger here that, like, there's a fan base that is expecting, you know, hearing liftoff and thinking that means you guys are going to go out and spend a billion dollars on baseball players, and that might not quite be where the team is yet at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, when Mike said that, I don't think he had that line planned. I'm pretty sure he sort of improved it. Um, you know, I don't think he was sitting there, you know, crafting exactly what he was uh, going to say. Um, but once he said it, yeah, we definitely saw how it caught on with the media and caught on with the fan base. And, you know, internally, I don't think we had said, oh, it's, you know, it's liftoff. This is liftoff time. But we definitely felt what was going on with the team. Um, you know, all of a sudden there was this switch sometime probably in, in uh, late June, early July is when I remember it for me just going like, oh, this like this is for real. We're actually, you know, we're good and we're winning and teams are scared of us and we're in the news and the Yankees, they don't want to play us. And all of a sudden, you know, myself included in the whole front office, I think just like the fans, like all of a sudden we were on the edge of our seats for every single game. We were living and dying with every pitch. Um, and it was definitely different than how it had been before because, you know, when the team is losing – especially when the team's losing 100 games a season, it's just as depressing for us in the front office as it is for the fans. You know, and it's, it's a, it can definitely be a sour mood in the clubhouse. And we 
feel that in the front office. So to be so used to that feeling of just being, you know, kind of down whenever the team loses, to all of a sudden, you know, we can have a winning season. We might make the playoffs. It was just incredible turnaround. And it was so exciting. And we were just like living and dying with everything. And we love seeing the fans come out to the field. So we definitely felt it in the front office. Eve, that being said, the, you know, we've heard from Jim Bowden and Ken Rosenthal and, people that are even more plugged in than Stan and I, believe it or not, that, that, <laughs> that you guys have been swimming in the waters of the top free agents that have been checking in with some of the biggest free agents. Is, is you know, I, I don't know where this is between liftoff and practicality, but it, should there be reason for this fan base to expect that the Orioles are going to be doing some business this offseason? Yeah, so we're definitely going to be doing something, you know, to uh, improve the team in ways that we haven't done in the past, you know, spending some more money, going after some bigger fish, uh, I don't know exactly where that's going to land. You know, I don't think anyone knows exactly where that's going to land because you have to outbid other teams. Right. Um, and we also we have our eye on certain players who we think we can help improve more than other teams could help them improve, or you know, certain players who are going to fit better in our ballpark. You know, where it's easier to drive the ball out to right field than it is to drive the ball out to left field now. Uh, because of the wall, so we have our eye on certain players who we think are really going to supplement our team. Um, you know, but to be fair, I don't think the team, I don't think, you know, fans should expect that all of a sudden we're going to go spend the same money that the Dodgers and the Yankees are going to spend. That's just not the reality of our team. Um, so I, I think people, whether it's the fans or the front office, you know, we, we are definitely going to dip our toe into these bigger free agent waters, but we're not going to go crazy. So I think that's the way to know that. We're taking a big step. We are very serious about competing and getting into the playoffs in 2023. That is the main goal that's driving everything that we're doing. Um, But to your your earlier question, we're not going to go out and spend a billion dollars. We are going to try and be practical and realistic. Eve, uh, one of the things that was interesting, and it was unsolicited uh, from from Mike Elias at at his end-of-the-year presser, was the fact that hey we want we really want to get more fans out next year not that not that Mike ever didn't want fans there right. but with the pandemic and the rebuild I think he was pretty practical that this is going to be a rough time to get fans out the other day I just noticed that thing where the uh, the BAM the the last fifteen percent of BAM Major League Baseball sold it to Disney for nine hundred million dollars now if I I rounding it off. I mean, there's 30 teams. That's like about 30 million dollars. That, that math works. You know, that math, uh, math. And that's only for 15. <laughs> the last 15 percent. Are there revenue streams? And I'm not asking you to give me a line items and everything. But are there streams of revenue that the average fan doesn't kind of know about or think about that are there that do allow you to to spend a little something? Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, I don't really know because um, uh, I'm so busy. You know, Mike and Sig and everyone, yep. we're so busy on the baseball side, just pouring over the baseball players. And you know, we've been doing a ton of free agent meetings. Um, you know, t- to your last question, we're doing a ton of free agent meetings and trying to woo some of these bigger fish to come play for us. Um, that's what we're focused on. And the, we leave some of that other stuff up to the business side in terms okay. of the new revenue streams. So I, I don't really know. Um, I saw that article about Disney um, buying the rest of BAM. I just saw it yesterday, and honestly, yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, you know, I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. So I don't really know. Um, 
you know, but but absolutely, we we want you know as many fans coming to games uh, as possible. And I know that our PR and our community relations and our ticket sales and everyone are coming up with you know, everything they possibly can to attract fans to the ballpark. And I'm just curious if if the if the personnel department, you know, Mike Sig and yourself and the rest of the staff, do they feel a little not pressure, but like, hey. This next step at bringing fans back out there is on us to do something to capture their imagination during the offseason. Yeah, well, I think the number one thing that gets fans out to the ballpark is is winning. Yeah. But it's not just winning in one season. Yep. It's being a consistent winner and you know, showing the fan base, hey, we're here to stay. Um, this isn't a flash in the pan. And that absolutely is driving everything that we're doing. We don't want to just get close to making the playoffs in 2022 and then get close to making the playoffs in 2023. We want to be in the playoffs in 23. We want to be in the playoffs in 24. We want to be in the playoffs in 25. Um, and we want fans to come along for that journey. So absolutely. We know, you know, we've got to win. And that is driving what we're doing this off season in terms of going out and signing free agents and trying to make opportune trades. Everything is about winning and competing and getting into the playoffs. She is Eve Rosenbaum. Just another minute or two with her here on GCR. Eve, if I could, I have brought up a lot, and I, I know this is not easy to do, right? Like you can't just say, well, we're going to go give you know money to an arbitration-eligible player in the future because we want to. Like it takes two to tango. But, boy, it, it's something that I feel like would electrify this fan base to, to see one of your own and the club sort of saying, we're going to do something that, that this club hasn't done in the past. And, we're going to plant the flag and say you can count on this player being here for a long time. Has that been a priority for you guys? Obviously, there are some some candidates that would jump off the page, Adley, Gunner, guys like that. Has that been something that has been a priority for you all to say, hey, we, we want to make sure we keep these guys here beyond what we have as far as uh, control? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's absolutely something that we are looking into and that we talk about internally and that we then talk to players and agents about. It's absolutely something that's on the table. Um, we have a really, really smart group of analysts and a baseball strategy team that's you know really good at, at coming up with projections and coming up with good valuations for players. Um, and there's, we're sort of constantly looking at what could we do with players, whether it's in uh, a you know, pre-arb extension, a long-term extension, whether it's signing a free agent to a longer-term contract, whether it's an opportunity trade. We sort of have everything on the board. And when I say it's on the board, I really do mean we have these cool digital boards. <laughs> it's kind of like a magnet board um, back in the day, but now it's digital was sort of like, here's our prep list of players. You know, here's the type of contract we think they're going to get. Here's what we're going to offer them. Here's uh, you know, how our lineup is going to stack up next year. Here's where we need to plug in, you know, a new, you know, a new second baseman, a new center fielder, you know, which, or, you know, I understand you're saying that hypothetically. I do appreciate it. Yeah, Let's make sure that we do clarify. Just hypothetically. I'm not trying to give anything away. I'm trying to come up with any position. But, yes, we just have really, like, all of our options laid out. And that includes, you know, always looking at any possible, you know, bigger fish signings or any possible extensions we can do. All that stuff is always on the table. Uh, how exactly things are going to pan out, you know, uh, I don't know. Because um, there's a lot of factors that go into whether or not uh, a successful deal happens. Um, but I think as the team starts to win, 
And as the fans come back, we have players who literally are saying, like, man, this was so fun. This is the most fun I've had in a season. Like, I want to be here. Um, and so as the team wins and as the fans get more excited and people are wearing their Orioles gear around town, that, I think, is motivating the players to say, like, hey, this is a place I want to be long term. Um, so all of that is on the table, but I, I don't know how anything is going to shake out. You know, that's, uh, that's why we play the games. That's why we have the conversations. Eva, last thing for me is kind of a two-pronged question. Uh, was the club shocked at how much money Zach Eflin got yesterday from the Tampa Bay Rays? And sec- and sort of larger thing, are there uh, we, we a lot of fans are focused on free agents. Are there trade discussions that you might be able to say that are more than lukewarm? Uh, in terms of uh, Zach Eflin, you know, I don't think that we were shocked. Um, you know, we know that uh, free agents, you know, they have earned the right to being free agency. And those players who have been in Major League Baseball for more than six years, like, they're really good players. Mm. Um, and teams are going to compete for them. And especially pitching, just to get reliable pitching, uh, you know, that is incredibly valuable. So I don't think we were shocked. You know, those guys deserve the contracts that they're getting. Um, and these are the realities of the market. Yeah. And, you know, we know that uh, we're going to compete in this market. You know, we're going to have to step up. Um, so, no, we weren't shocked about that. Um, and that, what was the second part of that question? The second part was, do you, do you feel that a lot of fans are focused on free agents, especially in the pitching oh, world? Yeah. Is, there a possi- is there as much a possibility of a free agent pickup as there is a trade that you're discussing now? You said trades are kind of funny. Trades are a lot of kind of like the winter meetings. It's a whole lot of like hurry up and wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we have these conversations with teams and it's like, no one wants to say anything first. And it's sort of like talking in circles. Um, and a lot of times you have all these conversations and you're really close to a deal. And then for some reason it just doesn't happen. Um, so, you know, I don't know if a big trade is going to happen, but we are, you know, a hundred percent talking to all the other 29 clubs. Um, we've, we, at the beginning of every off season, we call every other, every other team and we exchange notes. We say like, Hey, here's what we're looking to do. Hey, here are the guys on your team who we've targeted. Um, what are you guys seeing with us? And so all of that stuff is on the table. I don't know what will happen because it's such a dynamic off-season, not just for us, but for every other yeah. team, but all that stuff is on the table. All right, Eve Rosenbaum, are we more likely to find you at a fish taco stand or at an In-N-Out burger if you do get a couple minutes in San Diego next week? Uh, definitely uh, an In-N-Out burger, having my Neapolitan shake in hand. Love it, love it. Eve Rosenbaum, appreciate the time. Thank you. Enjoy the trip. Thank you for spending a couple minutes with us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Eve Rosenbaum, assistant GM of the Baltimore Orioles. Appreciate her hopping on. We are very serious about competing and getting into the playoffs in 2023 is a pretty direct thing to say. Um, that, that stood out to me in that conversation. Of course, it doesn't guarantee anything, and obviously there's a lot of work to be done in order to get there, but that is a very direct statement to make uh, by the club um, in, in terms of having a conversation like this. Do you think anything of significance actually happens over the course of the next 10 days? Over the next 10 days, yes. that would be including a couple days yeah, post-meetings. Correct. Yeah, I think the club, I think they will come away with one or two starting pitchers. Okay. Yeah, I really do. Okay. And I think they'll do it. Uh, that was the reason I asked that question. 
you can't there's no question winning during the during April and May will get people juiced in June and July and I don't know if the club any longer and this is not just the Orioles mm-hmm. the industry worries about pre-sale the way it used to 20 years ago sure. 10 years sure. ago yep. uh, but I think they need to do something they know they need to do something to energize the fan base to get them talking. Well, in the holiday but, time, again, to yeah. your point, like it used to be you try to get people to, to give the gift of Orioles tickets for the holidays yeah. or something. There's or not- the season ticket holder makes, makes his decision that, hey, you know, in the old days, it used to be easy because mm-hmm. we were always competitive mm-hmm. back in the 70s mm-hmm. and 80s. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see yeah. how the next week plays out. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, I would turn yourself over to Chick-fil-A's catering options from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app. Bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. You know, the thing about Chick-fil-A catering is it's perfect. It's, a, it's, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. There's no no risk. Like, you know, every time when we do an online betting thing, ah, yes, you there's, a, ris- there's you know, a good there's amount of a risk, risk involved. You know yeah. exactly what you're getting yeah. when you it, get catering from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great point, Stan. You're you not going to lose. It's so funny you say that. Like you, There are so many other things in the world that you could order. Yeah. I'm not trying to take a knock at anybody else. Right. Other places do catering and they do it well. Right. But there's so many things where there's always a 50-50 chance that people are going to be unhappy. Yeah. You know, no when matter what the group, you could be getting together the wealthiest people you know. Right. If there's a if there's chick those little chicken bites you're good you're, 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 good. you're good oh they got those you're good those smiles everybody's happy yeah. that's the way it goes uh, we will talk some Ravens Bo Smolka Pressbox Ravens beat writer will join us next we'll preview Sunday's matchup with the Broncos Stan the fan is here it's Glenn Clark Radio gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience but there are risks involved if you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer know your limit stay within it set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution, and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches. And top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with Season 2 of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And, of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Where's Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 13th at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, 5506 Harford Road. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill.com Great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us for a Friday edition of the program. Stan, uh, you had a couple of shows already this week yourself. Actually, I apologies to everybody. We ended up canceling last night's okay. Zoom. All right. uh, our guest, we had a problem, and then Gary Stein needed to do something mm. work-related. Mm. So uh, we didn't end up doing a Zoom last night. Well, but you had Jim With Palmer. Jim, and Jim I think Palmer. that more than makes up for it. Yeah. Yep, I, I yep. think that covers you. Monday night, Ross and uh, Luke Jackson and I are going to do like sort of a roundtable on what the Orioles are trying to accomplish, sure. any new news and rumors and all that. Because asking a writer to come on, you know, for 25, it, it, 30 it minutes, changes. It just, well, they, they go, well, that's the time that uh, oh, Mike yeah, is so having so, his pressure. Right, right. And, uh, you know, you don't want to do that. So um, next Thursday, we will have the guest that canceled last night because he didn't read his schedule, Tom Strickler of Steve Keller National uh, Basketball Report Scouting Combine uh, will join us, talk about uh, the job that Kevin Willard's doing, not coaching X's and O's, but putting the team together uh, and how hard he works at the recruiting end of things. All right. Yeah. So if you missed Stan Ross and Jim Palmer on Monday night, find it facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. Thank you for plugging that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, it is Friday. We catch up with Bo Smolka, press box Ravens beat writer, every Friday here on GCR. Good morning, Bo. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Everything is all right. Um, a couple of things, obviously, that jump out this week before we get into you know maybe what happened last week and where the Ravens are on the whole. Um, I, I guess because Lamar Jackson practiced yesterday, there's no concern about him leaving early on Wednesday. Like they're, all's good there, correct? I would assume so. We'll see in about 25 minutes when they take the field again. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was out there on Wednesday, and then he was scheduled to meet with the media after practice, and then they said he had left practice and was in the training room and was not available to reporters. And so it, it came out later then that he had had this quad injury. And then yesterday he practiced fully. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, it seems to me he's okay. We're still waiting to hear from him, which is interesting because, 
a lot of people want to find out, talk to him in, in light of what right. happened at the end of the game last week and, and his tweet. So he hasn't yet spoken about it, and we are hoping to speak to him today about it. We were told on Wednesday that he would be available either Thursday or Friday, and Thursday it didn't happen, so here we are, it's Friday. Perhaps, you know, I want to say more significantly, but if we're assuming that everything's fine with Lamar Jackson, the the most significant thing maybe on the table would be Ronnie Stanley, who, again, has practiced this week. Does I, I know this is always, it's always trepidation whenever we talk about Ronnie Stanley any longer, mm. but do we assume that that means that it's moving towards it's looking good for him to play on Sunday? Yeah, again, I think we'll know better today, but he was out there on Wednesday and practiced for like 10 minutes, and then he went in. And, um, and of course, he didn't play last week. And then I wasn't out of the field yesterday, but um, my understanding he was. And so we'll see. I think they're going to be cautious with him, though, because, I mean, the last thing they need is him, you know, on the shelf for six more games. The, the tricky thing with that is Patrick McCary and Daniel Falele, and there seems to be some sort of illness going through the offensive line room right now. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, so they've yeah. both missed time this week with illness. So, I mean, that doesn't help. McCary was out there yesterday, but, it, you know, it certainly doesn't help. doesn't sound like they're going to have everybody at 100% no matter what this week. So the uh, Lamar Jackson quad thing, could could leaving leaving training uh, you know, practice early – could that have been an avoidance of the media? You know, just make it easier? Well, he can't talk today. He left because of an injury or something like that. I mean, there was definitely a feeling among people there that that might be what was going on, that he just didn't feel like talking. So they, he was in the training room getting treatment, which okay. is convenient. Yep. Um, I, I, it's hard to say, right? And I don't think that, you know, I don't think anyone really – is pleased with the fact that there's been no public statement or anything from him since that happened. He's not obligated to do it, certainly, yeah. but I think it would be a good look. And yeah. so um, we'll see if it happens today. But, yeah, there was definitely some thought that that might be what was going on that day. It does set up for potential. Like if, for, if for some reason you get through the entire week, like it's not going to go away, and it seems like it's even more awkward to bring it up after a game on Sunday. And it's not going to – I don't know. It just feels like – it would be smart for everybody involved to, to just get it, get it, get it over yeah. with already. Yeah. I agree with that. I thought we honestly thought on Wednesday that the smart thing would have been for Jackson to start his press conference just by making some statement, and then it's probably done. Sure. But yeah, now sure. everyone wants to hear from him. Everyone's still waiting to hear from him, and I don't know if it was avoidance. Maybe he did hurt his quad. Right. Um, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going. I'm, I'm not sure. But it's it, it's still been very kind of interesting and it's a problem that is you're right it's not going to go away people are people want to hear from him on this and so whether it's today or whether it's sunday or whenever it's going to be it does get more awkward but it doesn't change the fact that people want to hear from him on this bo smolka press box ravens beat writer with us here on gcr bo one of the big topics yesterday and i know you said you weren't out there yesterday but greg roman met with the media and it was brought up and it's something that i've been talking about on the show i had been told directly by someone earlier in the season that a lot of the clock, the play clock things were, were purposeful. They were deliberate. It was, we want to own time of possession. Time of possession is the thing that we value the most. And Greg Roman kind of confirmed that yesterday and said, look, there's a big story here. I mean, we're, we think we can steal maybe five minutes of possession by snapping the ball later in the play clock. Now, there's the flip side to that, right, which is, but you've got six delay of game penalties now on the season. Like that's not that's yeah, not yeah. okay. And 
and it's not okay to look so lost at times and seem like something is rushed at the line of scrimmage and a little bit off because of it. How do you measure the two things where I, whether people want to believe it or not, I have been told directly that that is definitely part of the story, that that is not just him trying to make something up because of how things are going, that for weeks they have been thinking about the time of possession thing versus, yeah, but it has looked a mess a lot this season. I mean, that may be their theory, but that, to me, if that's what their plan is, that's their right to do it that way. But when I see Lamar Jackson clapping and clapping and clapping, hurrying to try to get the snap off, right. that's not a comfort level right, there right. that they have. And, and I think that I think that, and they do get out of rhythm. So whether they want to snap it with, and frankly, they were lucky they didn't get like five delay of game penalties in the game on Sunday. They were so close so many times. Yep. In fact, they nearly had back-to-back delay of games in the red zone. Um, but so, I, I mean, that may be, I get the theory. If we have the ball for five minutes. They don't have the ball at all. And, and I think he called it a treasure, but I just watched Lamar Jackson. And I, what's one thing I want to ask him today, if he does speak is, you know, all the times you see him clapping and, and asking for that snap quickly, they just don't look like they're in rhythm there. And right. so there is probably some balance between trying to use as much clock and not give the other team the ball and being out of rhythm, and they have to find a better solution because in the fourth down play, after the weird play where they were in a um, – they thought it was first down, and then right. it was fourth down, and, and John Harbaugh said we were rushed there, and, and the play didn't work the way it was supposed to work, and part of that was they were rushed. And there was some confusion there because they thought it was first and it wasn't. But a lot of times when they're getting down on that play clock, they look out of rhythm. So there is something there beyond just we're trying to use more clock and hold the ball. Bo, Bo, I'll I'll throw it at you this way. I, I've never criticized Norm, you know, co- the coach uh, Greg Roman. Uh, I I think he knows his stuff. That came across to me as one of the biggest BS things I've ever read. Where where what de- what offense wants to play defense while they're on offense? In other words, my point is why aren't they? If they've got a quarterback as talented as Lamar Jackson is, why aren't they on pressing the gas and going no huddle and moving quickly to throw off the defense? That's what the point of your offense is, is to score points, not to to, to have these treasured extra five seconds on every play. It's, it was interesting. I agree with you in that respect, Stan. I mean, I, it is. it sounds like a fairly – passive way to play offense yeah um and i do think it i think same thing with basketball i think sometimes anytime you can change rhythm just like when basketball i think sometimes it's great to throw a press on yeah teams i agree to a yep. few times. Yep. i think it's great to just jump out there with a the no huddle from time to time and see if you can get a, a defense on their heels um so glenn you might have heard it and maybe there's some deliberation to it and some a, a strategy to it but there's no question that it just doesn't I, look right a lot of the time. I think both. And things, I think it's something that has to. Be yeah, Bo, to your point, both things are true, right? Like, I, I can't, even if it's part of the plan, and by the way, and Stan, I'll follow up, the, the Dolphins, for example, who we think are one of the best offenses, snap the ball extraordinarily late in the right, play clock. Right. This is not just the Ravens that have this philosophy. And in their two best games all season, New Orleans and Tampa, they dominated time of possession. They were damn near 40 minutes. They they think that they found a formula that makes sense, but that doesn't like I, it doesn't excuse the other stuff. It doesn't make it seem like 
it's purposeful that you're getting delay of game penalties or that right. you look like, like that well, part what of Bo it. Said it, yeah. it doesn't give you a comfort level when you see the quarterback frantically Correct. two seconds clapping There's, his hand. It, it, you don't get to use that as an excuse yeah. for that. Like, yeah. it doesn't work. If you're doing it purposefully, you're getting the line quicker. Yeah. And then and you're you, comfortable. Then you're, 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 yeah, you're trying to throw them off. Ex- and all, exactly and right. Exactly right. Um, Bo, I know we're, I guess we're getting a little bit closer. I couldn't get anything from Marcus Williams this week when he was out with us at the Tyus Bowser show, but, uh, both he and JK Dobbins, where are we looking time-wise with those guys? Yeah, I think they're probably still a week or two away. I mean, Dobbins just started his window Tuesday and, and John Harbaugh had said Monday that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, he'll practice to some degree this week is what he said about Dobbins. So I think Dobbins is probably going to use most or all of that 21-day window to get ready. So I don't think we'll see him for a couple more weeks. Williams looks to be a little – he's running well from the, what we could see of him on Wednesday. It looked like he still had some sort of brace on his hand where you know he's dealing with that dislocated wrist, I believe it was. Um, but he's getting closer. I think he's probably back a week earlier than Dobbins, but I'd be surprised if it's this week. Uh, and anything on David Ajabo yeah. at all? Like yeah, It's just so, it's so confusing. Yeah, I mean, you know, John Harbaugh has keeps has kept stressing that he and Kolar, the other rookie tight end who's been on IR and is practicing now, he keeps stressing about how little practice time they'd had uh, at the at the pro level, right? Especially Ojabo hadn't done anything all training camp. Kolar was out there a little bit, but so I just feel like they they see him them need, both needing a few more reps or whatever to get ready. I mean, I I thought I thought Ajabo would be on the field by Thanksgiving or roughly thereabouts and we're roughly thereabouts and a little bit longer. Maybe so I'll I wouldn't be surprised to see him this week, but I I'm with you. I keep I keep thinking it's going to happen. Maybe they, maybe Coach Harbaugh thinks it's this treasure that they're they're you know <laughs> Stan, protecting. Stan, them. Stan really didn't like treasure. <laughs> Stan is not okay with Greg Roman using the word treasure. We're gonna talk about. Well, we'll that. see. I mean, if Greg Roman, you know, Greg Roman's been rumored for the Stanford situation, right. so yeah. we'll see what happens with that. Right. I mean, I, I, the Stanford thing is interesting to me because I've heard people say, well. You know, Stanford will wait until Roman will wait until after the NFL season. Uh, Stanford's not going to want that, and Stanford has Stanford has no loyalty to the Ravens to wait on the Ravens season. They wait. Stanford wants to get a coach in there. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, we, we, early signing day is yeah. in, early signing days in a few weeks. They're going to be recruiting this time of year. So I don't see Stanford sitting around saying, "Yeah, we can." You know what? We'll wait to see how long. How the, no, I, 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 that's not Stanford's problem. So I don't know if it'll happen. And John Harbaugh said Roman and Stanford talks were very preliminary, and I think that's probably true. But it is interesting that he's in the mix there. He had great success there with Jim Harbaugh, sure so did. that's why he's in the mix there. But um, it, you know, it, it, it definitely you know raised some eyebrows and got people talking to hear that Greg Roman is in the mix at Stanford. Oh, it's, it's potentially a massive story. We just you know we, we kind of got to wait and let that play out and and see how it goes. Um, if you you only have a couple more uh, days, frankly, at this point, weeks really, to pick up this print issue of Press Box and Bow Inside wrote about Devin Duvernay. You can find it at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box or read all about it. Pressboxonline.com. Bo, you want to plug the podcast? Sure. Uh, Daniel Wilcox, former Ravens tight end, I have a weekly podcast on the Believe Network. B L E A V. Wilcox was really good this week. He talked about uh, Lamar Jackson and the kind of dangers of being on social media. It wasn't something he had to deal with as a player when he played, but he had a lot to say about Lamar Jackson and social media. He had a lot to say about Greg Roman, and he had a very interesting concept on this on our podcast where he thought 
maybe Greg Roman and, and Lamar Jackson have kind of taken it as far as they can take it together. But um, we'll see. I mean, Wilcox has been a little bit critical of this Ravens coaching. He thinks they should be better than seven and four, and he pins it on coaching. But Wilcox is a really astute observer of the game. So we have a podcast up there now on the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. Just uh, search for the Ravens podcast. Bo Smolka, at B Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him. As always, PressBoxOnline.com to see his stuff. Appreciate you, sir. We'll talk to you next Friday, all right? All right, thank you. Take care. That's Bo Smolka, PressBox Ravens beat writer. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Greg Roman's treasure. And then I want to get into Sunday night is the announcement of the uh, Hall of Fame, the baseball today's committee. Is that what are they calling this era? Today's era. This committee? era, today's era. Yeah, I want to talk about that as well and okay. sort of dive into a little bit of that when we come back in. Hey, gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. And remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler twenty four seven or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. UMBC basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Morgan State on December 10th, and the women square off with American on December 18th. And on New Year's Day, a rematch of last year's America East Championship game when the men welcome Vermont to the peak. Experience the excitement of game day by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5500. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. 
Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code TAILGATE. That's ginsugrills.com. Reserve yours today. Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. And you're saying I'm not supposed to drink it? You're saying don't do that? No. Drink, drink, no. Drinking works? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Was, Talk to President Trump about it. Then we're good. It was yeah. one of my favorite Letterman bits. Whenever he had on... like. It, you know, Letterman could not... There were certain guests that he put on that you just knew he had no interest in having on. Right. And I remember one of them, very specifically, was Paris Hilton. Like, right. he just had no right. interest whatsoever. And so she was there hawking a perfume or something like that. And he was just... You know, he he, did, he put up with it. He's kind of half making fun right. of her. And then he's like, all right, well, let me try this. And he just... The bit is that he just right. drinks it, right? <laughs> like, Which is a great bit, obviously. He's not actually drinking perfume, it's all been set up beforehand, but it's a tremendous bit that he did a couple of times over the years. No, so I, I, I'm not I, supposed to do that, is what you're saying. No, you're not supposed okay. to drink it, but I would put another little drop of, okay. or two of that on, all right. on all right. the burn. The uh, old broccoli, ext- or yeah. broccoli extract. Yeah. See if I can fix the burn. Appreciate it. All right, Stan the Fan Charles is here. Um, don't forget, we are trying to hook you up with some amazing offers. If you are sort of dipping you your toes. Do you have specific ones now? I do have specific ones, Stan. I'm so glad you asked yeah. that. Pressbox is offering new sports bettors the best sign-up bonuses and promos from all seven of Maryland's online sports books. Go to pressboxonline.com offers now and get offers like $200 in free bets from DraftKings after placing your first $5 bet. By the way, that one's a really good one because they give it to you all in $25 bets. You can't piss the whole $200 away at once, like which some of us would be want to do. Um, you get eight separate $25 free bets. And uh, after placing just one $5 bet, you get that offer with DraftKings. Or you can get $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM. Time is limited, so you can get the best offers from all of the sports books if you go to pressboxonline.com offers and sign up today. Stan, you were clearly quite bothered by uh, the Greg Roman comments yesterday. Yeah, uh, look, I, you know, when I first read them, I'm sort of going, boy, that's that's something I've never thought about, you know, this extra time you could control the ball. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking about the, the penalties, you know, mm-hmm. wa- watching yep. them get yep. time and time again, these delay game penalties and the franticness. If it's truly... If it's I, what I don't understand is I've heard just the opposite is that they they're getting the play calls in late, which is why they get up to the line so late. Gary Stein and I've been talking about this for two years that the good teams, the Aaron Rodgers led teams, the Tom Brady, they get to the line at ten or twelve seconds, so the quarterback can kind survey. of survey the thing. Mm-hmm. So our supposition was that. They don't think Lamar can really figure figure anything out at the line, so they're they're getting them to play late. But the whole thing doesn't look orchestrated. Like you know, yeah, there's no no question 
what the Dolphins are doing is probably orchestrated to the to the match. I, I assume so. I'm, yeah. To be fair, I'm it, not paying that I, much attention. I, I, right. I agree but with yes, you, but I I'm assume. thinking back, and I don't recall. I do recall two a couple times clapping, but boy, it's it's like that with every play. I'm worried that we're not going to get the playoff. And, and it's sort of where I am when I say, and I I started you know in the post game show, I had people just hammering about this, and so I reached out and I poked around, and this was before they, the they the, went public, the New but, Orleans and Tampa oh, okay, games. Okay. This was you know some six weeks ago. Yeah. And I was told very directly part of it, and that's yeah. even even who I was told by acknowledged. Look, this is not all purposeful, but part of it is there is we have decided they internally right. sat down and said we're going to win time of possession. This goes back to sort of the you zig we zag. What's the metric that we're going to look at and right. say we are hell bent on winning? And time of possession became a number that they said we are hell bent on time of possession. We are going to win and attempt to dominate time of possession. Now, the part that my source would not say that I took from there is it's sort of a tacit acknowledgement of what you don't have. To your question, which is, if you have this quarterback, why wouldn't you try to go up-tempo more? Right. Well, the answer is they don't have any wide receivers. Like, they don't they don't have them. They're not there. They, they're lining up Demarcus Robinson and Deshaun Jackson and hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. They don't have skill position players the way that they need to have skill position players, which is hurting them the most, obviously, in the red zone. More than anywhere else, it is killing right. them in the red zone that they don't have someone that can extend the field in a different way, up, you know, out, whatever it is. They just don't have those players. So that's a, that's a different problem. But they, there is absolutely part of this is time of possession, that they are hellbent. Now, again, as I said, that doesn't give them a pass for any of the nonsense. It gives them no, absolutely, yeah. you get no Still, quarter you want here. the guy up there with 10 seconds, and then he can have that eight seconds of treasure time, yep. but get the ball in his hands with right. two seconds. And be comfortable that yeah. you have plenty of time for him to look, to right. know, and you're right. still running the clock, right. and you're still everything is moving the way that it needs to move. Even if the first part is true, and again, based on my reporting from weeks ago, and we have been talking about it on this show and, and on the postgame show for some time, from weeks ago, and for I wrote about how significant it was like, after I was told this information, I looked at those numbers from the Tampa and New Orleans games and said, holy crap, Yeah, it's working. Like, right. they are holding the ball for 38-plus minutes a game, and it is, it is getting exactly what they want to get out of this. That being said, that doesn't alone mean anything. Yep. It doesn't guarantee anything, and it does not give you a pass for how many times it's disjointed and, and, and how many times you're getting a penalty. And I would say this about the skill position players – the Ravens' biggest strength is running the ball. Of course. Okay? Yep. So you're telling me at certain points in the game they don't pick up that, hey, we got them gas. Let's go to let's go to plan Z now or something and speed up for two plays of running plays it's, just to yeah. just to make it chaotic for the defense. It's an argument that Rita makes a lot, yeah. right? Like that you just need something you need you need to inject something a little bit. You're a bit lethargic offensively. You need to do something different. You yep. need to kind of the argument Look, in fairness to Lamar, I used to say the same thing about Flacco. 
Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of his pick it up, let's go right. Pick yeah. it, pick up the pace. You yep. know, I get it. Um, the argument that somebody would make is that's exactly what they did in the second half against the Jaguars, and they right. ended up losing. Yeah. Right? Like they did. They came out in the second half. They cleaned up. The first half was a disaster. They cleaned it up in the second half. They put together a couple of touchdown drives. Things went well. Yeah, and then. The defense. Well, the thing that happened was Gus Edwards' fumble through through Ch- everything. Changed, the, absolutely yeah. changed the course of the game. There's no doubt. And then the defense was on and the field. He never fumbles. That's the thing. He you can't. It's behind. it's hard to really criticize Gus Edwards too much because he almost never fumbles. Right. But then the defense is on the field a little bit more, and then they're out there for one final drive, and they can't get. It's kind of like your criticisms of Griffin. Oh, I have. To, but we're not behind the to, scenes. We're not. Yeah, we're really going to talk about that here. Like it's a little uncomfortable for I think everybody involved. Wait a minute. No, no, no. You're doing. You're doing. Um, doing great. You're kid. doing great. You're doing. You're doing. Just you're doing, keep, keep it up. You're All right. Doing, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Mike, Thank after you. the semester's over, you said you're available Monday through Friday. <laughs> correct. Like that was when you said you're available. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by UMBC basketball. What a massive win they got the other night over Coppin State. I think they're still hitting threes now from that game. I don't remember what the final number was, but I believe they scored, I think it was 607 points, I think was the total that they ended up finishing with. It was unbelievable. You're going to want to get out and see the Retrievers in action at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. They take on Morgan State on December 10th. They got a huge game on New Year's Day. Massive game. Rematch of last year's America East Championship game against Vermont. Typically, the top two teams in the league, UMBC and Vermont, squaring off at the peak on January 1st. Get your tickets right now, umbcretrievers.com. The UMBC women take on American on December 18th as well. Stan, Sunday night in San Diego. Uh, perhaps, mm-hmm. if any of them reach the threshold, perhaps there will be new Hall of Famers announced. And this, per- by far, the most interesting... Do you have the list? I do have the list. Yeah. The most interesting committee ever in baseball hall of fame history today's era yeah they're calling it the contemporary Contemporary. era um there is a group of griffin that said it was today's era son of a bitch (laughs) can can micah when does the semester end exactly that's uh eight players will be considered there is a group of 16 voters we actually know who the voters are you need 12 votes in order to get in is Jim Henneman one of those? He is ones? not a one. He did write about it, however, at PressBoxOnline.com. You can check it out there. Um, these are the players being considered. Albert Bell. Of course, Orioles legend, Albert Bell. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. Roger Clemens. Mm-hmm. Don Mattingly. Mm-hmm. Fred McGriff. Dale Murphy. Orioles legend, Raphael Palmero, And Kurt Schilling. Those are the eight players that are being considered. The group of voters made up of a number of Hall of Fame baseball players. Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, Jack Morris, Ryan Sandberg, former Oriole Lee Smith, Frank Thomas, Alan Trammell, and then some others throughout the game of baseball, whether they be general managers, writers, Paul Beeston, Theo Epstein, uh, Artie Moreno, uh, Marlins GM Kim Ng, Dave St. Peter, Ken Williams, and then a couple of writers, Steve Hurt, Lavelle Neal, and Susan Slusser yeah. are the 16 members. They haven't asked me. It's really weird. I, yeah. Now, I heard that you were, if in case one of them can't make they it. They were trying to, I'm the, like the treasure. <laughs> You're the treasure. The hidden treasure. No, if for some reason Kim Ng can't get on her yeah. flight to San Diego, yeah. that they're going to call you and say, Stan, we need to get you but out I'm there. But I'm not going. No? no. You, if either you're on the list or... 
You don't get you don't get to be anybody's backup no, plan. I'm That's no what I've heard about you. Yeah. I've heard that about you. There was this is true. There was a girl who I had been talking to. And she had been like, well, I'm going to go on a date with another guy. And I was like, that's cool, but just don't call me afterwards. <laughs> she was like, what am I? Like, I don't like I I'm not dating anybody else. Like, I thought we were doing a thing. Right. Here. right. Like, um, those that's your group. And you're married to that woman. Correct. Today. Yeah. Look at how it all worked out for me. Um, those are your 16 voters. Those are your eight candidates. On the surface, I just saw I I didn't read Henneman's piece, he, but I read he the gives headline. A, he gives away. He thinks it's that Fred, Fred McGriff. McGriff yeah. He's the least toxic, you know, one of those Are, people. Do, so do you, I guess the first thought is, do you agree with Jim that as much as this has been thought to be the path for, for steroid guys to get into the I'm Hall of Fame. I'm not sure that putting them in the first time that the, this particular group is doing this. But look, I, I'm a, I'm a, as as much as I sort of despise Bonds, what he did, there's absolutely no question that he was a Hall of Fame player before he ever took his first steroid. There's no no, question no debate about yeah. that. No debate whatsoever. Yeah. So if you were on the committee, again, let's just hang on. Let's just go through the list. Yep. Name. You say yes or no. All right. Albert Bell. No. Agreement. We are we are zero for two on Albert Bell. Barry Bonds. Yes. And we are 2 2 and 0 oh on Barry Bonds. We are both yes or 2 for 2. Roger Clemens. I'd have to say yes. I would have to say yes as well. Yeah. I would have to say yes yeah. as well. Don Mattingly. Given what this this committee is supposed to do, I, I like Mattingly as a Hall of Famer because and, and I'm I guess I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth now. Because you could make the exact same argument with Albert Bell, but but the per, the personal stuff with Bell, the you know uh, a, pushing yeah, he was punching a, he writers, was yeah. yeah, he's he's not a good guy. Mattingly, to me, if not for chronic back issues, and I feel the same way about Tony Oliva. I just thought Tony Oliva deserved to go in, much the way Sandy Koufax went in. I thought that. Tony Oliva's body of work when he was healthy told me he was a Hall of Famer. So the, and I think Mattingly was the, as well. The tricky part with Mattingly is that even if you try to be reasonable about, hey, if he had played, so he played for 14 years, right? right? If he had played four more years, he's probably not going to get the 3,000 hits, right? Yeah, but, but to me what you have to do is back up and say – you have to sort of project his numbers. If he had never gone, if he had through. never gone through that that thing, and okay. I think that's fair to Look, what the, type of player he was, given that it wasn't one or two great seasons. Sure, Mattingly stretching the, the mid to late eighties yeah, were yeah. outstanding. He had yeah. about six years where he was absolutely, absolutely incredible, unbelievable as a hitter, and he still finished for his career as a three oh seven hitter. Right, it is not easy to finish a fourteen year career. As a 300-plus yeah. hitter. That yeah. is not an easy thing to no. do. I think there is a strong argument for Don Mattingly. I am with you on that. I, and I don't know. The only thing I don't know about this committee, maybe, Jim, I missed it as I This committee's Jim. not going to do four, four or five people. The, I, the only thing I don't know is how many are you allowed? Are you allowed to vote for everybody? Is this like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the. It's a, you, you can only vote for three. You can, you can only vote, vote for three. three. Okay. So, 12 of 16 so votes. So that would be my through. problem. I would. 
thumbs up, thumbs down on Don Mattingly, I'm probably more of a thumbs up. But knowing I only have three votes to right. work with here. That's excellent point. I don't. Excellent point. Only be, mm, boy, this really becomes tr- tricky. Well, because I, I do think just because Fred McGriff is the least toxic yeah, doesn't, th- doesn't mean that he's not the most deserving. Mm-hmm. And I think overall he's as deserving as anyone on that list given the weight of steroid stuff and all so, that. So, so again, if we basically we can do it another way. Thank you, Griffin. That's very yeah, helpful that's here. Very, that's and very boy, helpful. you know what? I he think just I redeemed might have, himself. Might have changed my mind. You know what? Mike, that, uh, Mike don't go worry that about vacation it. you were planning yeah. on taking, go right ahead, pal. You're going to be good. Um, so if we both say yes to Bonds and Clemens, we're left with only being able to vote with for right. one more from well, this list. I didn't list. know that one. Okay. So, yeah, right? So who are the others? Dale Murphy? Mattingly, McGriff, Murphy, Palmero, and Mur- Schilling. Murphy's not a Hall of Famer. Man, right? you know, the funny thing is, too, like, I keep looking at him and He's thinking. He's a Hall of Fame guy, you know. He had the two, he had the back-to-back uh, MVPs, yep. but his last six, seven years of his career, you know. I am probably with you. It, yeah. It's one of those I have settled for a long time that my approach to the Hall of Fame is a bit more open than a lot of people's are. Well, Milt Pappas used to say, and it was self-serving. He said, "I thought it was the the, the Hall of Fame, not uh, not the. You're supposed to get people into the Hall of Fame, right, not, not keep, keep them, them out." out. And yeah. I'm probably more that type of thinker. I which am is, too. My argument has always been: if I think you're really close, then I probably think you're a Hall of Famer. Now, again, we. Using Harold Baines as our barometer is the incorrect thing to do. I, I at no point thought Harold Baines was a Hall of Famer. Right. That's not the standard. Well, if Harold Baines is in, then this person's in. I don't operate that way. But if I really struggle with the answer, then I think to me the answer is probably yes more than I think the answer is no. Um, I I'll, think I'll tell you getting back to Baines for a second. I know he's already in. Yep. I feel much about Harold Baines. I agree on the surface. I agree with you. Not a Hall of Famer. Doesn't pass the smell test. But if you look at him, you talk about injuries and what they do. That's to fair. He played Correct. He played on two yep. ravaged knees, knees yep. for 10 years mm-hmm. and still was, was able very to productive. put up very 100%. productive. Very yeah. productive. So, okay, if it's only three, who are your three? That's the list. That's the list. Um, I, I'm I'm cool with Bonds, Clemens, and Madding, uh, and McGriff. Okay, and McGriff. Well, this is boring because those are going to be my three. Yeah. Bonds, Clemens, and McGriff would be my three. The Griffin, other one, that's Griffin, you, those are your three yeah, as well. Those would be my three. Yeah. The other one, Hang on, Mike, Mike is going to make yeah. it a clean sweep. The yeah. other one that makes it to me, but next year, if I can only have three this year, I don't know is when. Shilling is Shilling. Okay, I, I despise what Kurt Schilling stands for politically mm-hmm. um but to me i don't like, I don't like he, calling it politically because i don't care i really by the way and i've said this a billion times there's a billion people that are in the hall of fame that like donald trump let me make that abundant more baseball hall of famers are donald trump fans than aren't. no question about there is it. no like getting around that. this guy though is a white nationalist he's a, gar- he's, he's, a, a, garbage a garbage he's a garbage human. he's a garbage human i don't care what your politics right. are it's are you a garbage human that's my kurt Schilling problem yeah. the other step of i we try to make it make it seem like Kurt Schilling is a slam dunk Hall of Famer, if not for that, and that's not true either. Kurt He's, Schilling had a strong argument for the Hall of Fame, right? And then was a garbage person, but he was never a slam dunk. He wasn't Hall a of slam Famer. dunk, but when you when you combine the numbers he put up with the the postseason numbers, I mean, there's virtually. How do you feel about Andy Pettit? I, to me, Pettit is is right there. 
you know, I, so I, I, I felt if, I felt if, about him the same I've, way. And I've said this a million times. If you feel that Kurt Schilling, if you feel those two to me, you can't feel like one is and one isn't. Right. Right. I've, like, I feel I'm a pettit guy. So if I, you're a pettit guy, then it makes sense that you would yeah. feel that way about Kurt Schilling. Yeah. I'm I'm not. But I have absolutely no problem that yeah, Schilling keep, keeping is him out. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I completely understand that. I he's, don't want to give him the 15 to 20 minutes of. Airtime, right? No, he's yeah. he's garbage. He's he's worthless. I completely understand. But my from a baseball standpoint, my argument has always been: you can't tell me that Kurt Schilling is definitely a Hall of Famer unless you also think that Andy Pettit is definitely yeah. a Hall of Famer. And I don't think that the same people feel that Andy Pettit is definitely a Hall of Famer. I think there has been something from a baseball standpoint about the stupid sock that has made people feel an emotional way yeah. about Kurt Schilling's career that they don't about Andy Pettit. When the same argument is Andy Pettit was a was a really good pitcher and then an outstanding pitcher come the postseason yep. and if you think that's enough to be a hall of famer then okay yep. I'm, I'm not gonna fight with you about yep. that like i get it i don't feel quite as strongly i about think it. both of them were a step above and and milt was a friend of mine mm -hmm. uh you know we became friends over the last five to set ten years of his life um but uh, i i just think he was a notch below Hall of Fame, and I think that Pettit and Schilling... You think they rise? They, they rise above to me. Spe specifically because of what they did in the postseason. Yeah. yeah, I get it. And I, and I think Schilling was more of a bulldog pitcher. In okay. other words, Milt, Milt had a reputation, and it wasn't, I won't say it was well-earned, but of going five or six innings, had a lead, beg out a game. Sure. You know. Sure. I understand that. Eric Bedard. Eric yeah. Bedard, who could have been the best five-inning pitcher in baseball history at yeah. one point, could have yeah. been that good. Um, so that's who you would put in. Who do you think? How do you think this will play out on Sunday? I think Jim Henneman might be right, and I think McGriff and maybe, maybe Mattingly go in. Listen, like those the names of the players that are voting, like Chipper Jones is a hard ass. Yeah. Like Greg Maddox is kind of a hard ass. Now maybe these are guys that have But they but they you know darn well that they have an appreciation for what Bonds and Clemens were as players. This is know. that is the tricky part about this. Yeah. It's difficult for me because those are hard ass dudes. Yeah. To figure out if they are hard asses that say, uh-uh, no way, you're not joining our club. I got a feeling Kim Eng would never vote for either of them. Do you know Kim Eng? No. <laughs> yeah, I, was I, gonna, I don't know say, her. I, I just have a feeling that she's by the book, you know. Interesting. Yeah. The, uh, don't want to rock the boat type? Don't no, wanna, not, not just, worried just about rocking think, the boat, okay. just that uh, that's a line that she wouldn't like. Sunday night, be wrong. 8 o'clock, they will announce this class on MLB Network. They will announce who did or did not get in from the, uh, the contemporary era. wonder if the, the, the fact, uh, I've also read that there's no like locked yeah, lock, it's a uh, week. Hall of Famers this year. Uh, would that impact that they want to have a, a, nice, a nicer event? A more meaningful event I've, and maybe name two or three of these people so it's so interesting you bring that up stan one of the arguments that's been made in other years is we don't want to have bonds and clemens on the dais the same year as a beloved like a Derek Jeter, right a, a mariana rivera type right. we don't want that person's induction yeah. to be shadowed by this right. so is is there maybe an opening here for there to be an encouragement to say this, like, let's take care of one of them this let, let's year. Let's just get it over with. Yep. Let's not deal with this any longer. We're not going to be shadowing, you know, overshadowing anybody's induction this year. To your point, 
the guy that was the closest last year that comes Scott back is Rowland. Scott Rowland, yeah. who was on 63% of ballots. And I like Scott Rowland. I think there's. I, I a, like him. I, he's he never registered to me to be a Hall of Famer. The guy, the two people that I think are really being unjust, unjustifiably treated poorly is Billy Wagner. Mm-hmm. I think is an out and out Hall of Famer. His his overall whip in his career is lower than Mariano Rivera's. Okay. By by you know. It's under one. It's nine nine. Obvi- obviously, doesn't yeah. have the postseason stuff. That, doesn't you have know, the right. postseason. But boy, look at the innings pitched, hits allowed, and strikeouts. It's like off the charts. Uh, he says Hall of Fame. And the other one to me is Jeff Kent. Okay, knocked in over a hundred runs in eight out of nine seasons. A stretch of that. And, th- and this name is his me final- another Hall of Fame. I hear you. Yeah, this is his final year on the ballot. Yeah, but then he could go into that today's era. So my my argument with Roland, he's he's a seventy career WAR player. Derek Jeter's seventy one. Right. <laughs> like right. Scott Roland, what you he said. He's a hell of a player. Like during it? his career, I didn't think about Scott Roland right. Hall of Famer. I enjoyed watching him play because he was my God. He was a wizard defensively. Right. But I just didn't think about him as a Hall of Fame player. The way that we've looked at metrics after his career yeah. has made me think more about Scott Rowland, has made me think more about Jim Edmonds, mm-hmm. has made me think more about some of those guys as Hall of Famers than I did at the time. Um, but the first was Scott Rowland originally a Philly that went to St. Louis, or he was a Cardinal that uh, went to St. No, he was originally a Philly that went, went to, St. to St. Louis. Louis. Correct. Um, and then the first-year group this year. In, in that case, he definitely doesn't deserve to be. The, the strongest argument, J.J. Hardy, right? Yes, J.J. Yes. Hardy, exactly right, is on the ballot for the first time. The strongest argument, but now it's clouded as well, is Carlos Beltran. Yeah. Like, that's the, the player with the, the best, again, at the end of his career, we would have thought was a surefire, surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I still think is a Hall of Famer, yeah. but maybe would be the perfect you know, person to have go – why don't you knock it out? Put Barry Bonds, Carlos Beltran in the Hall of right. Fame in the same year, right? right? Like that's. It'll be interesting to see how the writers treat Beltran because I don't recall. Yeah, yeah, because of the cheating scandal, right? Not, not. Uh, no, nothing related to yeah. steroids. Just yeah. because of what happened after his career was yeah. over. Like yeah. how do how do you handle that now, moving forward? Things I, were so much simpler. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when there are no trash cans around, yeah, those, yeah, it's exactly. those damn trash it's cans. Damn That's trash who I blame for all of this. Yeah. All right, Stan the Fan is here. Today's show is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Big fight Saturday. Here's how I would plan out your day tomorrow. You go down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, get there by 10 a.m. to watch the soccer match, and then stick around because when the match is over, the Tyson fury Derek Chisora fight card begins. Oh, oh, hang on a second. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Um, the Tyson fury Derek Chisora fight gets underway. Uh, that card is begins. That free? It's not. It's if on ESPN. I have, I have if you have ESPN, ESPN Plus. Plus. I don't believe it's a ESPN Plus pay-per-view i believe it's just okay if you have an espn plus subscription you can watch and the fight. what time is that fight the card Noon? begins at one one so i guess the fight is probably two thirty in that range something like that but the point being you don't have to even if you don't have espn plus no problem you can watch it in the fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel right the atmosphere will be awesome watch and bet on all the uh the soccer matches and the fights tomorrow and all the uh championship football games in the FanDuel Sportsbook, live casino and hotel. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. Stan is going to tell you who the Orioles are reportedly checking in on. And then we're going to talk to Damian Lee. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today umbc basketball is back at chesapeake employers insurance arena and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals morgan state on december 10th and the women square off with american on december 18th and on new year's day a rematch of last year's america east championship game when the men welcome vermont to the peak experience the excitement of game day by getting your tickets right now to come see the retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com. Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at Pressbox Sports. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, back in here on GCR. Stan the Fan Charles is with us on a Friday edition of the program. And it's a lucky thing I am. Because you've got you've got the scoop. Oh, my God. The big-time scoop. Darig McDonald uh, writes uh, headline, Orioles checking in on free agent shortstops. So John Heyman of the New York Post is reporting that the Orioles have checked in on Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Xavier Xander Bogarts, and Dansby Swanson. It's all coming together. It's all happening right They're now. Sign all four of them. Oh my God! Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. It's a real chance. This is gonna be the greatest right platoon there. in the history of baseball. 
Well, um, Turner can play the outfield. That's true, right? Yeah. And Dansby Swanson could probably play third Correa base if necessary. Correa could play first yeah. base. Exactly you know. right. You got it all figured out. And Xander Bogarts can catch. <laughs> right, and we need one of them. Yeah. You need a backup catcher. <laughs> Correct. Um, quickly, one, we're, we're joking about this, but for what it's worth, this does continue the trend of reporters tying the Orioles to, to top free yeah. agents and saying – and we brought it up with Eve Rosenbaum early in the show, Orioles assistant general manager. And look, she, you know, kind of said, I, I don't know if we're going to win bidding wars. And that's what I've said all along. Anybody, you can tell me that the Orioles are in on Carlos Rodon all you want. I do not believe the Orioles will ultimately pay more money than another team will pay to get Carlos Rodon. I agree. But I do still think it's encouraging for the second group of players that the Orioles are checking in on the first group of players. I think it makes it more practical that there could be a signing from that second tier of free agents. I'm going to give you one player that it will not totally blow me away if the Orioles sign. Okay. Given given this BAM money that just can't, you know, and I'm serious, I'm doing the very quick math. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much MLB keeps, but, but profits like that are disseminated amongst the 30 teams. Uh, you know, um, I'm thinking that Chris Bassett is okay. is a potential difference maker for the Orioles now that they convince him that he, he is the guy they need and that somehow they don't sign him for three years, $66 million or something, that they go the extra mile for Chris Bassett. That would not shock me. I, I, it's a very logical. We were talking about Quintana the other day on the yeah. show, and I like Bassett more than I like Quintana, but you know that that type of group is absolutely yeah. where I think the Orioles might yeah. find something. I, I wrote this piece for uh, PressBoxOnline.com, and I said the two lanes that they can shop in because they're not. I said they're not shopping in the zero. Remember, uh, Mike Elias said we're not going to go to zero to sixty. Yes, correct. So I said the zero to sixty lane is Rodon. Verlander DeGrom. So I said where the Orioles are going to shop is the 0 to 45 mm-hmm. or the 0 to 35 lane. Sure. And to me, Bassett and Kodai Senga mm-hmm. and one other pitcher are are in the it, in the 0 to 45. Who are the bats to you that are in that? Is Josh Bell the bat? I didn't that, do bats just to did be pitchers. honest with okay. you. I just did pitchers. I think Josh Bell is is definitely a possibility if they want to go in that that uh, to me the guy I like the most is not in the top tier. I love Justin Turner for the Orioles. I love a guy. Give me a guy that's got a three eighty career, three seventy five career on base percentage. I hear you know you're you're counting on him to to not. He'd be he'd be this year's version of Roofnet Odor. Yeah, he just with a little teach bit them more to how to win. Yeah, you know. I hear you. I hear you. All right, uh, we had to do this. This, by the way, I want to make it very clear. This was not a I don't want to talk to Stan situation. Miguel this was, Castro, by the way, signed with the Diamondbacks. Okay, there you go. There One you year go. guaranteed, three point five million dollars. That puts them over the hump. The Diamondbacks. <laughs> that was the one. And now it's it's lift off from here is what I heard yeah. them say. Yeah. Um, by the way, the next Tyus Bowser show is coming up on Tuesday, December 13th. We will be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Harford Road. It is a partnership. I'm going to try and make it that night. I hope you do. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, Tyus is you. I don't know if you've had the opportunity I've yet. I've never met Tyus. He's an unreal human yeah, being. An unreal person. Is there any chance he would have been in the calendar with you this year? Um, 
if as long as his mother approved, then I think he would have been willing to do. I mean, he did take his shirt off and do the Halloween costume thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think he might have been up for it if All we had right. asked him. Um, we will be there December 13th. Partnership of Pressbox, Grade 8's memorabilia, brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Find out more at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Damian Lee does not hate staying the way that Mike Tirico did. I promise. It's not that. That was personal. This is not just a timing thing. We had the opportunity to catch up with uh, one of the few Baltimore players to have ever won an NBA title, Damian Lee, here on GCR. Great, dude. Hey, really appreciate you doing this. Uh, well, it is a unique pleasure for me to be joined. I I've always enjoyed catching up with our next guest. This is the first time I've been able to talk to him and call him an NBA champion, but selfishly it means more because, as you guys know, I am a massive Phoenix Suns fan, and now he is a part of the Phoenix Suns and hopefully about to become a two-time NBA champion. He is the pride of Calvert Hall. He's Baltimore's own Mr. Damian Lee, and he's back with us on GCR. Damian, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's so great to catch up, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, no, Glenn, thank you for having me on, man. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's always it's always a great time catching up. I mean, it's great to chat with you, dude. I'm imagining you're not sick of hearing the words NBA champion Damian Lee just yet, right? It's... Never. I mean... <laughs> You can never get too tired of it. Yo, like, I, I know it doesn't, like, change your, your life really all that much, but can, can you describe it to me, what, what it is like? Because the overwhelming majority of us are never going to have these feelings. Like, really, what is it like to walk around knowing you will forever be known as a man who is an NBA champion? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, first off, it was about a week after we won it, um, I got the, the 75th edition trophy tattooed on the back of my leg. So, I mean, I don't think I would ever forget. But, you know, if I ever did and I had to take a look down at all the hard work that it took, um, you know, just fortunate, man. Just it's crazy. There's under – it's like just under 5,000 people to ever play in the NBA. And, you know, to be an NBA champion it, uh, out of those less than 5,000 people is, is – truly amazing so you know i never i never take a day for granted when i'm playing um but for sure to have nba champion next to your name is something that will live on forever i imagine it, it maybe even means even more to you because of the path that you had to take to get there right like coming from where you came from and having to go through a couple different schools you know getting attention going undrafted taking the hard way to this point like how much more does that make it mean knowing that you, you reached the pinnacle, you achieved the thing that, as you point out, so few others were able to do? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessing. I mean, just understanding that I have, I have a story um, and all the things that I went through, you know, from my past, whether, you know, that is injuries, transferring schools, you know, all those previously mentioned, being undrafted, having to fight 10 days, two ways, like, that just makes the story even greater later. So, you know, just being very appreciative, but also being present and understanding that, you know, I have one, but it's one of those things, like, after you get one, it's like, all right, what's, like, what's the yeah, next man. mission? What's the next, what's the next way to try to get another one? Um, you know, and knowing the team that we have, um, you know, everyone's bought in and everyone's trying to get one because, you know, they, they were close you know, a couple of years ago. So, you know, that hunger is still there of, 
of trying to achieve, and I have the same hunger that they have. I, I want to come back to that because that's that's actually personal for me. But if, uh, Damian Lee is with us here on GCR. If I could beforehand, I'm where our studio is. I'm literally staring out and looking at Calvert Hall right now. Um, and I, I know you were back uh, last summer, and you had your jersey hung up there. And you know, I know that maybe winning an NBA title means a little bit more than that. Um, but but how special was that for you to come back and and have a moment like that here at home? No, it was it was it was super special. I mean, it, it, it's actually pretty funny. It was that was supposed to happen uh, previous year. Um, it was like a year ago. There there was talks of that happening. Um, but just schedules didn't match up, schedules didn't line up, you know, timing of everything. I had four weddings to attend last summer. Uh, my wife was pregnant with our son, Daxon. So there was just so much going on. Um, but I feel like it was, it, was, it was meant to happen, you know, this year. So, you know, coming back, had some coaches, uh, family, friends, old teammates that I haven't seen in five to seven, maybe even ten years. Um, we're all there, all supportive. Um, it was it was amazing just to be, you know, immortalized, um, you know, at Calvert Hall. I mean, there's only, what, there's four guys yeah. Yeah. played in the NBA that came from Calvert Hall. Yep. And, you know, I didn't realize the magnitude of, you know, having my NBA jersey hung up. But, I mean, how many NBA champions are there from Baltimore? I believe it's. Sam Cassell and, and, and myself. I think you're right about that. I was trying to do that math earlier. I, I think Keith Booth technically got one with the Bulls in his rookie season. Keith, okay, so then, so sorry, so then, so then Keith as well. Yeah. So it's three of us. That's out of you know all the talent. Um, that the hotbed of basketball that Baltimore is, and even even down to the, to, to DC as well. It's um. You know, it's truly special and something that, like I said before, you know, I'll never take for granted. And by the way, like, you know, Gary Neal, obviously, who's right there, like, he came close but never got that one, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he yeah. knows how yeah. hard it took. That's It's incredible, man. I'm I'm so happy for you that you're able to have that and um, what you represent for our city, man. It's so cool. What you brought up, so yeah. selfishly, Damian, I moved out to Phoenix. So I grew up here, and we didn't have a team, right? I was never a Wizards guy. I'm a Baltimore guy. Yeah. Um, and I moved out to Phoenix in 06 and, you know, Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion were there and it was just such an electric time and I fell in love and I am a Suns fan because of it. Um, so this is, this is now personal. Like the idea of you going back to back, by the way, it's clicking pretty well. It all took a one, all of one night for me to realize just how freaking valuable you were going to be to this team. Um, (laughs) what is the fit like been like for you? And is there something unique? You know, obviously, to take nothing away from what you did with the Warriors, you know, that, that core had been there for a while, and, you know, those guys had won a bunch of titles. Is it a more unique challenge for you to say, I need to be part of getting this group over the hump and delivering for another city something that they've never experienced before? Um, I mean, that's a good point to bring up, but I, I, I don't really take on that pressure or, the, or, the, or that expectation. Um, you know, understanding the guys that are on the team, they're all great guys. They all, like I said, they're all hungry to, to, you know, get back to the finals and, you know, obviously possibly have a chance to win it. But for us, it's just maintaining the day by day, you know, as long as we do what we do on a daily basis and we worry about us and how we can get better, you know, it's, it's, it's about getting better throughout the course of the season now. 
so that when the playoffs do come that, you know, we can, you know, do whatever we need to do, obviously, in games and different rounds to to try to get the 16 wins. Um, but, you know, my time with Golden State was amazing, like playing behind all those guys, plenty of Hall of Famers. Um, you know, like you said, that core has been there for a long time. And, and here, you know, their core has been at it for the last yeah. three, four years and just seeing the growth and development. Like I would watch Suns games even when I was at, even when I was on the Warriors and be like, man, I just love how those guys play. They're so bought in. Like coach, coach Monty is, is, is an amazing coach. And then obviously, you know, you got the three headed snake with, you know, CP book and uh, DA. So, you know, just those guys coming in every single day, three different styles of play than what I'm used to finding how I can, you know, be great with them and then finding how I can also help them be better versions of themselves while, you know, we're out there on the court. I mean, Book looked like Steph the other night dropping 50, man. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a clinic, man. Y- you bring up all those guys that you've been around and, you know, and, and obviously in, in Steph's case, family to you, right? Like, but, but CP3, yep. it's a different thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just his greatness as a player, it's what he's meant as a leader um, for the union and the roles that he's taken on. And I know some people, it's funny you say snake, because I know a lot of people think of him as a snake because he will get under your skin playing against him. No. Um, what's it been like being around that dude and, and just uniquely soaking up everything that he has been through in his life in this sport? Yeah, no, just, I mean, C, C has been great to me, man. Just, you know, obviously knowing knowing about him from afar, being a competitor, playing against him. But, you know, being around him, like, what people don't understand is how much of, obviously he's a leader, he respects the game and, you know, respects people who, who respect the game and understand the game. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of our um, mutual interest comes from. But then also just his off-the-court endeavors as well. Like, he's he's an amazing businessman. Um, you know, just trying to learn little tidbits from him about how, you know, whether it's things he invests in, which, um, I learned, you know, a decent amount from Andre Godala as well. Sure. Um, but just, you know, things about investing, just about, you know, your off the court, your brand, um, you know, endorsements, partnerships, whatever comes with that, just learning how to navigate that side of life. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the basketball court, like guys, a winner just, just wants to be known as a winner. Um, you know, as, as a leader, you know, he's hard on guys, but, you know, he expects that, um, you know, in return and, you know, just a matter of doing whatever it takes to try to win, you know, that goes for him, that goes for, for DA, that goes for book. I mean, Mikhail's been a winner since probably since he was five, honestly. Yeah. I mean, even at Villanova, you know, yep. everything, but, you know, just have pros you know a pros pro just that pro mentality that mindset of you know how can i get better every single day and how can we help the team get better so this is the important question just another minute or two here with damian lee the pride of calvert hall he's with us on gcr uh if it ends up being warriors sons in the western conference finals have you have you had a conversation with your wife like is she allowed to do the split jersey thing or is it like no we're we're doing Suns gear in the Western Conference Finals. There's gonna be none of that uh, split jersey stuff. Uh, I mean, she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I <laughs> we know where we both lay our heads at night. Right. So I, I, I can't. You know, I can't. 
I can't try to tell her no, don't root for family. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's it's kind of like the uh, what was that? A couple years ago, it was Warriors, uh, Trailblazers, and you know, oh, uh, the Curry, Sonya yeah, yeah, right, jersey, yeah, right. They had to split jersey, and then like one game, you know, guys are walking in. Oh, not guys, the family's walking in with Portland at at Portland. And then, you know, the next game they're walking in with, you know, Warrior stuff at Golden State. So I get I, it. I'm not I'm not too uh I'm not too um you know pressed or worried if if you know that does come to fruition. Family is family. That's what matters most. I completely exactly. I completely <laughs> understand that. And um look man, I, I just hope that it plays out that way. I mean I you know, whoever you guys are playing in the Western Conference finals, I hope it plays yeah. out that way for selfish reasons. Um, Damien, what can we plug for you, man? You know, what, what do you have going on? I know you go back and and do events in Louisville and you've been very involved there. Is there anything that we can plug for you charity wise, social media? What can we get plugs in for? Yeah. So, um, you know, I have my nonprofit, the Leeway Foundation. We're, we're in the process of doing, um, you know, a a Christmas party for, uh, all girls school that we've worked with Grace James Academy, which is in Louisville. We've paid for, you know, electricity bills in Baltimore, uh, planning on doing court renovation in Baltimore as well. Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, the philanthropic side are through our nonprofit stuff. Uh, myself and my mom really spearhead that. That's awesome. And then also um, one of my best friends and, and, and I started a, our, our brand called Daily Deposit Crew. Um, which on Instagram is at Daily Deposit Crew, online, dailydepositcrew.com. We have a lot of gear um, that we have more like athleisure wear currently, uh, you know, hoodies, sweats, shirts, um, joggers of that of that nature, beanies, dad hats, buckets, uh, bucket hats. So, you know, really just trying to continue to uh, expand our outreach of our brand. And the mission behind Daily Deposit Crew is, you know, every single day, obviously, we all, you know, we all have jobs. We're all trying to put in our work, um, you know, on a, on a consistent level, but you know, some people try to say, you know, I, I want to be 1% better today. But if you look at the grand scheme of it, if you're trying to be 1% better, then after 100 days, you should, you know, reach your limit and be where you should be, wherever that is. But mm. for us, it's about continuing to put your work in, get those deposits, um, and understand that the, that the crew aspect is, you know, your friends, your family, the people that, you know, are your ride or dies, the people that, you know, you're always with, that you're talking to, whatever it is, maybe that group chat. But just that constant work of every single day, holding yourself accountable, holding them accountable, um, and uplifting them, you know, maybe for something that they're going through. But that doesn't just apply for sports. It applies for, you know, radio talk show hosts. It applies for teachers. It applies for barbers, um, coaches, doctors, nurses, you know, mechanics, whatever that realm or whatever that, you know, phase of life that people are in. Um, that's, that, that's what Daily Deposit Crew is all about. It's awesome. That's awesome, man. I love that. Uh, Damian Lee, again, on, on Twitter and Instagram, it's just Damian Lee, but replace the O with a zero uh, if you're not following. Yes, uh, I know I know you, that that first night you were responsible for waking up a baby somewhere else, but I'll tell you, my house didn't look that much different. <laughs> I was just up and screaming <laughs> and yelling the exact same way, man. Uh, so happy for you. Congratulations on the title. May you win about five more now in Phoenix, my man. Thank you for taking the it. time for us. <laughs> Yes, sir. I appreciate you, brother. Good luck um, with everything. And, uh, you know, maybe when we come out to D.C., you know, uh, 
try to catch up or do something. I think that's in about a month, actually. So, you know, we'll figure it out. It's Damian Lee from uh, the Phoenix Suns. Of course, the pride of Calvert Hall. Appreciate him taking the time for us. I guess maybe I should mention that we did record that before the whole Twitter thing last night with Chris Paul and uh, the artist formerly known as Kanye West. So it was a little bit weird. Griffin was kind of giggling listening to some of that in context. I said, yeah, you're right, in context. That is kind of funny when we were talking about Chris Paul there. Uh, you turn Stan's mic on, please. Yeah. Hang on. Wait, 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 there's something going. There's something wrong with Stan's microphone, then. Try, try that one more time. I don't, uh, it's a problem. Here, let me try to. Uh, yeah, or take take Micah's mic for a second. Take take try that. It. We'll use that. I one. just was going to say that Griffin has come on. You know, you get a a player motivated. Yeah. You know, by competition. Yeah, right. By, exactly. By right. Competition. Hey, he's he really just come on strong. and had a very strong <laughs> very second half of the show today. Strong day yeah. in response. Thanks, Dad. So t- try your microphone again. Let me see what's going on with that. Testing one right, two there three. There we go. We're f- yeah. I don't know what. I don't Testing know what one two three. Oh, lots <laughs> That's of a stand double now. mic. That's lots double mic. of stand. Speaking of lots of stand, you can see lots of stand and the boys of Hamden calendar, which you can order right now at boysofhamden.com. Again, you can't. We don't just show. The cover. No, okay, the cover's fine. You can cover. show the cover. Just cover. But we are not giving away any tasters How here. How come we weren't invited to be on the cover? I'm, on, I'm in the cover. I'm in the. We, you were invited too. There was a text message that was sent out. I never Everybody saw. Everybody got together. There I what? am. I'm that guy in the black and white, right back there. Wait a minute. Yeah. Everybody I never got, got together. Any. Hamden on a Saturday morning. There was a text. There was a whole text thread about it. Was this the day of the car wash? No, it was a different day. It was a little while after that. Never, I never got the text. I okay, been I there. will go back and check through. I would have been the there. The problem is there's there's so many people. I on am the, now. I am. Pissed. All right, you know what? You better take it up with Dave. Uh, yep. Because I'm, I will. Oh, better, I'll take it up with Dave up at with, K&S. You better take it up yeah. with Dave from K&S. Yep. Uh, because there was a whole text thread there. And never. I, for what it's worth, I did not check to see who all was on the thread because there were 100 people on the thread. Yep. And I got sick of it, and I finally just said, fine, tell me when, I'll be there. That's the way it'll go. So I don't know. I don't know what to say, sir. By or the way, I want to give a plug out to a friend of mine, Rich Dubroff, yes, BaltimoreBaseball.com. Like His column today is really, really excellent Okay, as a sort of a primer for the meetings. Of the meet- for the meetings. All you right. know. All it's right. not a lot of hype. You're not going to get any... Like, oh, we're going to get not him. Not going to Rodon and, yeah. and Correa and right. Trey Turner, all but, that. But in light of MLB trade rumors headlining, Orioles talking to yep. top shortstop, yep. you know. It gives you a little context for how things yeah. might play out. Yeah. I appreciate that. All right, we got one more break to get to. When we come back in, Young Utes, Tidbit, Tubular, and then we'll wrap the show with segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show. That's all on the way. Glenn Clark Radio. Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. 
Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill Great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A Nuggets to Mac and Cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, Keep listening to this show, too. Yeah, we didn't really talk about last night's football game because there's not a whole lot to talk about. There was kind of a gutless effort from the Patriots. That was, I, I would say, un-Belichick-like, but, like, you know, Patriots haven't been very good post-Brady. I don't know, man. Like, they just never really seemed like they were, outside of the one play, uh, Demarcus Jones, which is clever and, and interesting, outside of that, they were just kind of not involved dreadful yeah should just give it to Ramondre stevenson yeah you're really bitter about that i'm bitter because like the bills kind of didn't have to try all that much the bills are just sort of like we can just run the ball and not have to do anything and so there wasn't a whole lot of gabe davis last night lou merloni uh you know former red Sox player now a radio host now radio host in boston says uh on twitter uh, the Patriots play on Monday night and then on Sunday night the next two weeks. Matt Patricia will be a big topic on both broadcasts. The real question is, will anyone have the stones to call out the person who really deserves criticism for thinking Matt could do the job? Bill. Man, 
it's an awkward spot right now. There yeah. is not there is nothing to like about the direction of that side of the ball in New England. I at some point do they try the Bailey Zappy thing again? I don't know. Like it worked for a minute. For a minute they looked really good with Bailey Zappy playing quarterback. Yeah. And that kind of went away as well. I have there's just not much there. There is not much there at all. And also I still feel like that's who are they who are they scheduled to play on Sunday night? Because that's I feel like that could be flexed. Next week, the Chiefs-Broncos game was flexed out of Sunday night because... You know, oh, that's right. They're not going to play this Sunday. They'll be the, the fo- following It'll be the following Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. and I could absolutely see them getting moved out of Sunday night at this point because yeah. they are just... Yeah, that's just Arizona. Was, there was, wait, wait, wait. Arizona-New England was supposed to be a Sunday night football game? If, if the, yeah, that's what Stan said. I, I'm not looking at the exact... I'm just looking no, at who okay, they play. Well, hang on they have second. Arizona and Vegas the next two weeks. No, the Arizona will be the Monday night game. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Then it'd be Vegas. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing there. Is that really – is that – my God. Is that really supposed to be a Sunday night football game late in the season? Jesus. Yeah, they will flex out of that if it's – it's. Well, both teams would have been thought to be – which game are we talking Patriots, about? Patriots-Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Patriots, uh, yeah, I get it. The Raiders are a playoff yeah, team. They, everybody they, thought they were going to be a little bit better than yeah. this. I agree yeah. with that. But, yeah, they'll definitely flex it. I don't know what the other games are scheduled for December 18th. Titans Chargers. And yeah, that would make some sense. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's no way that stays the not Sunday a, night not football. Not a lot of great games. Bill's Dolphins play. That would make a yeah. – and the Dolphins are already – that was the game that was flexed for next week, right? It's Dolphins Chargers is now the Sunday night game mm, next week. Yes. So yeah. That would make some sense. Did, did I read correctly that the Bills have – now, was it including Thanksgiving Day that they've they're now three and zero on Thursdays this year? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I, off the top of my head, I guess that would include a lot of Thursdays for one team to play. It is. Yeah. You don't normally see yeah, a team play three times on Thursdays. Week one, they played. Uh, oh, the they open it right against yeah. the Rams. Yeah. That's absolutely okay. right. Yeah. yeah. So they've been kind of spread out, and they've been doing for some reason they've been doing that the last few years, where the Thursday night game following Thanksgiving uh-huh. is two teams that played on Thanksgiving. Which is good. That's a we okay. Yeah. I see. Like that. It's, it's it's interesting that they've been doing it that way the last couple of okay. years. All right, you Let's you heard. I I can't remember if we talked about it. You heard about what they're doing next year on Black Friday? Yeah, they're playing an afternoon game on Amazon. Yep. On Amazon. Yeah, that is wild. So I guess that was because you know, like that was what they're giving Amazon because they don't get the Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. Right. Like, well, instead we'll give you this Friday thing to make up for it. Right. But it's interesting that they're experimenting with that. It's interesting. Thing. A couple layers of it are interesting. It's interesting that it was an afternoon game. Right. 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 Because there are still people that do work on Black Friday. It's not right. like everybody on the planet has off. But I did notice the soccer match this year, like. There was a huge audience. It was the, the the most televised soccer match in the history of the sport or something like that. Which game was the it? US the England U.S. England game. The U.S. England. was Black Friday afternoon, and okay. it had a massive, massive audience. Massive audience. So clearly they're on to something with the Friday afternoon thing. We're trying to find a, yeah. a big event for that. And I'm imagining that the three games on Thanksgiving next year will all have to promote that, yeah, sure, that of game course. strongly. Absolutely. And Amazon will have some kind of special offers or one, something. But we were talking about this last week. It's one less. So Stan and I do our picks, and we took the Thursday games out of it, and we were like, God, there's not much left here. Now we're taking four games out of the equation. No, we're, next year we're going <laughs> to Oh, you're, you're going to fight back against Jim oh, Nelson? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll let oh, you yeah. do that. I'll, I'm going to continue to answer to the boss, my right. friend. That's the way it'll go. 
I'm let's, the grand poobah. I know, but she's the boss. We've said that a million <laughs> times. Let's let uh, Micah tell us what's going on in the world of the young. Young Utes is brought to you this week by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Go ahead, Micah. Yeah. All right, so... Two very notable uh, relationships ended in the past week that have brought up a lot of rumors. The Kim, first, Kim Kardashian and Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of them. But uh, the first is Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker officially announced that they're done. Oh, I thought I didn't know they were. I didn't know that was still a thing at this point. Yeah. Wow. Well, apparently they was broke it before off. or after he went off for fifty against the Bulls the other night. Because uh, if before, it, okay, I think it then was, I'm in. Bi- I'm very much in favor of this. Yeah. So may they not get back together. Apparently, they broke up, like, end of October and then just made it public within the last week. Oh, uh, the other notable now breakup... How's, how's Dixie, uh, the, the Dixie girl, how's she doing? Uh, she's... She, uh, you got to ask Griffin All for right, that right, one. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, the second notable breakup was, obviously, the superstar Harry Styles uh, announced his breakup after two years with Olivia Wilde. Wait a second. They, they did... So, okay. Is there any chance... The, the relationship was all promotion for this bad. Mi- that was such a controversial thing. Yeah, there was so much that, and the movie was apparently not all. What it was even? I don't remember what the movie was called. It what was, was called Don't Worry, Darling. Don't right? worry, don't darling. worry darling. darling. Is there any chance this was like a two-year ruse? Like, is there any chance? I don't think so. Oh man! Apparently, the movie was not that good. <laughs> like, yeah, I've it heard was a lot not, of mixed. A lot not of mixed worth reviews. nearly all the hype. He has another movie that I watched about ten minutes of. Oh God, what's it called? My With policeman. The that the policeman. Yeah, like, it's called uh, My Policeman. My Policeman. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. What? What's the? What's the My Policeman story? He's like a. Uh, it's an English policeman in the 1950s, I think. Right. Okay. It's about a gay relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do know yeah. about that yeah. one. All right. I do know about What was the war movie he was in? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Thank you. That he was, was, a, he was, that a, was he on was top a, of it right Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I know right? Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super fan over Boy. here. Um, I, I have, didn't know he was such a movie guy. You know, I It's mean, been I, very recent. I feel like yeah. in the past like two I, it years. Feels he's, got like, a good, he's got a good look. I, I yeah, will no question that about that. that. And it feels like he's tried to follow the Justin Timberlake path uh-huh. to some extent, right? Like he was the star of the group. He splits off, goes solo. Now he wants to do movies. Justin Timberlake did some good movies. Yeah. yeah. You know. How was his last movie? It, it, where he 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 ends up taking care of a trans child. Oh, I forgot about that one. And I, I, I never do, I saw know, it. I, I remember. I remember. The, and I don't. And I said, boy, that looks like a very interesting. I never saw it either. Yeah. I never. But I do remember the movie now. Do you remember that you're the name about. of it? I don't. Hang on a second. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard of it. We oh, would it ask. Really, we would ask Griffin, but it's not Harry Styles. It, <laughs> looked, <laughs> it looked really interesting. Yeah, no clue. All right. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out in one slipping. second. Oh, J- Griffin slipping. John Colson's coming running in here. I don't know if that's because he, he might have gift certificates for us. So. No. The the big rumors that came from these two breakups happening within a week of each other is that Palmer is apparently what it's called. Uh, the just Palmer. Palmer, like Jim Palmer, like Jim Palmer, but not Palmer. Jim Palmer. Yeah, correct. Palmer. So the big news is that Harry Styles had an on and off relationship with Kendall Jenner for six years between 2013 and 2019, and they both Ooh. happened to break off their relationships Ooh. within a week. So there's rumor that they might be. So maybe there's think, a reason, which would be a, a ridiculous power couple. 
I mean, it would be a very strong power couple. That's true. Uh, so I don't think the young people care about. There's quite the controversy uh, with the the cast of Good Morning America mm. because oh, yeah. T.J. Holmes and I believe it's Amy Robach, who have been co-anchors for the final hour of Good Morning America, were both in long-term relationships and were apparently dating each other for like the last year and both finally ended their marriages in the last month. And it was this huge story this week that came out and then they were just doing Good Morning America together the next morning and not talking about it. Wow. (laughs) It's just a very uncomfortable scenario for all parties Massive elephant in the room. I did not know that she had been married to Andrew Shue, the actor who was also once a soccer player and played in the Mm. MLS briefly. So I did not know that was uh, the story. But I don't think the young people care about that because they're like 50 years old. Yeah, I just looked up up who they were. Yeah, (laughs) probably not something (laughs) you guys would worry about too much. I don't think the young youths watch a lot of Good Morning America. No, I can't say that Not something that happens. All right, number two. Uh, so this is another huge celebrity relationship. Uh, Pete Davidson is now somewhat public and official with his new girlfriend, Emily Ratajkowski. Because, of course. Yeah, because, because of course. he just has the greatest game I mean, on the planet Earth. I, God bless him. God bless um, him. I don't get mad about it anymore. I, no. I just tip my cap, man. Like, good for you, dude. Yeah, they should make a movie about him. A hundred percent. Well, they did. It was called King of Staten Island. Or a master class with yeah, something like Pete that. Davidson on how to. Yeah, good for him, man. Um, I don't. I don't know what else there is to say about. Yeah, that. but the reason. The reason the, the, there were rumors of it, and then the reason it went public was because he was sat courtside at a game with Emily Ratajkowski on one shoulder and Ben Stiller on the other. So, uh, just he's doing okay. Absolute powerhouse. Yeah, he's doing okay. Um. I, I, there's nothing. I have nothing else to yeah, say. It's about. not good, surprising. Anymore. Good for Pete Davidson, man. I I wish. I, I w- you know I'm not even the thing where people are like. Well, you can't explain it. People talk about Pete Davidson like he's ugly. He's not ugly. No. He's a he's a, and he kind of fits like the. I feel like the modern guy like. Well, and the story is about he's very funny. grunge looking. That yeah. part, but like yeah. girls are into Post Malone, and he's way more attractive than Post Malone oh, yeah. is. Um, the story is about. His thing are also apparently <laughs> quite true. Apparently, yeah. that is not a rumor. You like mean he's been blessed. Oh, oh that yeah. man! So speak about treasure, Stan. Like that's what you. <laughs> really, that would be the treasure. And number three. So the third is the viral TikToker supplement seller and self-proclaimed oh, the liver primal. King. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I think we've talked about it on the show before, but Liver Broke King. What what do you believe in at this point any longer? Yes. There's nothing left to believe in. So all the emails got leaked. That hang on, hang on a second. Don't uh, Stan, do you know anything about the Liver King? The Liver King? Have you ever heard of the Liver King? You no. Pic- you have the picture. Hang on, for that's I, I, <laughs> there is a controversy involving the Liver King. I want you to look at this man and tell me what you think the controversy might be that came out this week <laughs> about this, that man right this, there. This guy right there. There's a controversy related to this man. What do you think that controversy? I, I think might it be? might have something to do with performance enhancing. No, yep. no. Why would you? Well, Why because most people that? have th- most people do not have veins like that. All right, so you, that your you know, official guess or two balloons yeah. on their chest is he's maybe used a performance. Got like yeah. ten balloons. Yeah. All right, well, Micah, what is the controversy this well, week? Well, people used to say so. He's avidly denied using steroids for the whole time he's been famous on TikTok, and says it's because of his ancestral way of living. He eats raw meat, raw liver, bone marrow every day. The it man, just works the man, out. Oh, not, so he's called the liver king? Yeah, yeah. that's why he's the liver king. He eats but a pound shoot. of raw liver a day. He eats animal penises. Yeah. Like Balls. raw animal penises and testicles. Oh, yeah. This is what this man consumes. All over him. So recently, I, obviously... I have no desire to look like that, so I'm, I feel well, safe. Well, and the good news is... Yeah. 
The good news is he's a liar. He's yeah. a big liar. Yeah. yeah. So it came out. Uh, it someone released like leaked emails from him, and it turns out he takes over eleven thousand dollars of worth of HGH <laughs> yeah. a month. A month. So he's spending. <laughs> he's spending one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. a year to look it's, like that. It's yeah. like Lance Armstrong when he was like, "No, I don't do you steroids," and they come out. And he's like, "Actually, it's the most elaborate steroid." <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny in the history of sports. He had been asked before if he takes PEDs, and he always has these weird slogans. So his response to being asked if he takes PEDs, he said, "I'll be honest, I take PEDs. I prioritize, execute, <laughs> yeah. and dominate yeah. every morning. That's Those are his PEDs. That's what he says. Believe it or not, the guy." that looks like that might have been using yeah. steroids metric so tons of crazy. hgh so crazy all right good yeah i was uh, by the way mike bordick eats like the liver king does like mike bordick is doing the whole thing he's eating raw livers he's eating testicles he's eating like mike bordick my, was, my yeah mike your, bordick. your buddy mike bordick eats like the liver king does <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 as a pretty much vegan i, I do not participate in, yeah, the, in the raw in the raw balls and <laughs> I, I i tried cooked testicles once because i lost a bet but mm. that is the extent of the list how were they terrible oh. god they were wretched <laughs> did you actually get them down i had i we it was i lost the year i lost picks the bet was that the loser would have to eat a pound i could not get a pound, a pound? A pound? i couldn't do it I, I vastly overestimated how much a pound. I could not con- physically consume a pound of uh, bull testicles, but I oh ate. What do they call them? Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain Oysters. Oysters. Rocky yeah. Mountain Oysters is what they yeah. call bull testicles. Mm. But again, those are fried. Yeah. Our guy Tim from Bel Air came in, air fried them, did the whole thing. <sighs> yeah, it was an unpleasant day. Unpleasant day for your pal. All right, good job, Micah. Thank you very much. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where they do not serve Rocky Mountain oysters. The menu at Glory Days Grill, much better than that. By the way, the day that I pay the bet off is the 16th. Oh, we're all going over to Glory Days Grill. I like that. I like that. Of course, Stan lost our little Orioles uh, second half. Uh, prediction. Micah's not invited. Oh. Well, what See, if, we but, had nothing to but, do with the. But bet. what if? But what if Griffin's? You know. Yeah. What if? Okay, I got you. All right, thank you. Just Micah, you're that. invited. No, I mean, just if he's sick or something that day yeah. is what I was. Right. I was right. asking. Right. If he just for whatever reason can't make it in that day, Micah's got to fill in. Uh, Glory Day's winter seasonal menu is outstanding. The twisted ribs and wings combo, the winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, the bourbon butter cake. Oh my God, it's so good. And cool. the chowder. The chowder. I do enjoy chowder. Uh, you can pair it with a blood orange uh, bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash right now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Get your order in, glorydaysgrill.com. All right, so uh, the, the Hall of Fame talk earlier got me thinking about, uh, you know, Fred McGriff and why and how he's not in as, you know, he's just seven home runs away from the 500 home run club as everyone that has hit 500 home runs, unless there's, you know, some PD uh, 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 scandal around it, is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so I wanted to see if, obviously we know everyone who's hit more than 600. I wanted to see how many of the guys uh, that have hit between 500 and 600 home exactly runs. Exactly between 500 and 600. Yes. How many of those guys? Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray, 504. Um, there is uh, Jeff Bagwell? Uh, Bagwell is n- not on there. Not Bagwell did he hit 600? Or did he some fall short of Did Jeff Bagwell fall short of 500? He must have. Wow. Um... Well, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Yes. Yeah. That's you've gotten yeah. two in order. Those were the the bottom two. Oh, those are the ones closest the to five hundred. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Well, those are the ones that I thought of specifically that didn't have six hundred. That's the problem with doing this list is who has got more than Bagwell 600. is four forty nine. Frank Robinson. Uh, yes, Frank. 
How about Ken Griffey Jr.? Ken has over... Ken, Ken, or Ken got Griffey. over 600? Yeah, he got over 600. 600. Does not qualify. Um, Frank has the most in the 500. Five. five so we got Murray. How many are there? There are 19. 19? Yeah. But they're notable names. You know? Yeah, they're, they're this, e- is a hell this of a... This is easy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, at some point, we just Willie started. McCovey. Yes, yes. Willie McCovey. <laughs> that was my next guess. Not actually. Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks, yes. Uh, Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez, yes. No, it's not so hard now. Yeah, right. Uh, David Ortiz. Yep, David Ortiz. He is in the Hall of Fame, Ortiz. of course, though, despite PD. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, correct. Yeah. 536 for Mickey. Uh, Ted Williams. Ted Williams, correct. Gary Sheffield. Correct. Sheffield, he is not in with 509. We're picking on the ballot this we're year. picking them down now. Yeah, right. I don't know. How to <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are killing. We have nine. Four, yeah, five, we have nine of nineteen. Um. Oh God. Okay. Uh. Uh. uh Frank Thomas. Yes. Or. Where's Frank Thomas? No. Yeah. Rip. Is he? Oh boy! Oh boy! Here we go! Here we go! It's a long list. You went and praised him. You went and praised him, and all of a sudden. It's falling apart again. I am free on the 16th. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Michael? <laughs> uh, Rafael Palmero. Yes, Rafael Palmero. Not in, however. All right. All right. Uh, Mike Schmidt. Correct. Mike Schmidt. Jim Thome. Thome has over uh, 600. 612 for Thome. Uh, Harmon Killebrew. Harmon Killebrew. 573. He's my, my mother's neighbor in Minnesota. Really? Yeah. She wow. lived, grew up in Minnesota. She was neighbors. I told you the story about the call I got. It was about 1986, 87. This woman called up, like 80 years old. She goes, I love your show, and I'm such a fan of Harmon Killebrews. You know, and it wasn't said, my mother, was it? No. So I said, I said, you know, I was just reading a story about his son. His son was arrested oh, like God. federal bank robbery charge. Oh my God! By, wow! With guns. Oh you know. my God! Yeah, this is like about Jesus thirty Christ. years. Jesus She's probably been away for thirty years. You ruined this poor lady's day. Yeah. I'm guessing. Thanks. Did uh, Did Yaz get five hundred? He did not. He did not. No. Um, I didn't think so. Yeah, that's why you didn't guess him. It was just <laughs> you were asking a question. That's all it was. Clearly. <laughs> uh, uh, trying to think of who. Yeah, I feel like every, oh, Sammy Sosa. Uh, he so had six hundred. Yeah, six oh nine. Six hundred. It's a good Reggie guess. Jackson. Yes, Reggie Jackson. Five sixty-three. It's a good guess though with Sammy Sosa. I don't think. Good guess Fa- with Sammy I don't think Sosa. George Foster yeah. played long oh, enough. Oh, uh, uh, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire, of course. Raphael Palmero. I got him. Yes. Yeah, we named. But he him. is on there. Yeah. All right. Who are we missing? How many? We're missing three, four. Missing. Three or four. Are they modern? Or are they? Uh, no. They're they're. They're pretty old. Uh, Rocky Calavito. No. Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox is a good one. Lou Gehrig. Lou also only has 493 right. along with Fred McGriff. And they let him in the Hall of Fame. They did, yeah. Embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Mel Ott. Mel Ott. Mel Ott is a, great, is a great one. That's the, who's, the, who's the Duke Snyder? Not Duke Snyder. No. I, believe there's just, I think, I think what, there's actually one more. There's only one more? one more, unless I miss. Yeah, unless I miscounted something. Right, just yeah, tell us. It's twelve twenty. It is Eddie it? Matthews. Ah, that was the next I guy on my guy. list. Yeah. That was the. I don't know why I didn't just say it. I you had should Eddie have just Matthews. said that. Son of a bitch. All right, good job. 
Uh, tubular brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Again, use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com, and you'll save $100 on your Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for grilling, baking, smoking, and searing all kinds of food. Busy weekend. Uh, the high school championships, the, the football championships are going on down in Annapolis. You can watch them at nfhsnetwork.com. I don't know why they took them off TV. That bothers me a great deal. Uh, today at 4 o'clock, Milford Mill and Kent Island for the 2A title. Tonight at 7.30, the 4A, 3A title, Arundel North Point. Tomorrow, the 2A, 1A title, Dunbar and Patuxent at noon. Then the 1A championship, Mountain Ridge, Ford Hill, and the 3A title, Damascus, Oakdale. Now, tonight, College Hoops, Illinois, Maryland, 9 o'clock, Big Ten Network for that one. Uh, Brandon Gowden and Robbie Hummel are on the call for that. Towson, LIU tonight at 7 on NEC Front Row. Um, tomorrow, obviously, the big thing, Netherlands. Uh, do you, have you watched at all any of the World Cup, Stan? Are you... I've watched the U.S. games. Okay. All right. Are you, are you going to be up tomorrow morning? Like, are you going to make an appointment viewing for you? Isn't the U.S. game at 1 o'clock? No, it's at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, I'll be up. Okay. No question about that. So it's appointment for you. You're going to watch the U.S. Definitely. Match. Very cool. Definitely. Uh, it's tomorrow, 10 a.m. on Fox for Netherlands and the U.S. Um, obviously, the college football kind of a dud tomorrow. None of the championship game is all that important. Purdue, Michigan at 8 for the Big Ten title on Fox. Uh, ABC's got the Big 12 title game, probably the most relevant of them, Kansas State and TCU. Tonight on Fox, it's the Pac-12 championship, Utah-USC. That's tonight at 8 o'clock. USC will get in with a win there. Uh, SEC championship tomorrow at 4, LSU and Georgia on CBS. As we mentioned on ESPN+, Plus, top-ranked boxing, Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora, 1 o'clock tomorrow. Of course, you can watch it at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Hoops tomorrow, UMBC's at Lehigh, Coppin, and Loyola, 5 o'clock. Those are on ESPN Plus as well. On Sunday, the TV games, Broncos-Ravens at 1 on CBS, Chiefs-Bengals 425. Local game on Fox is a 4 o'clock game, Dolphins-49ers, and NBC on Sunday night for Colts-Cowboys. Yay, at 8.15. Who's got the call of the Ravens game, even though I'll be at the Kevin Harlan and Trent Green this week are back on the call of the Ravens game. Good pairing. I like them. Uh, Maryland women take on Nebraska Sunday at 1 o'clock at home on Big Ten Network Plus. Everything else, find at glennclarkradio.com. Where where do we think Maryland's going? What bowl game? Is it the Dukes-Mayo? Starting to worry that it might be Detroit. Starting to worry okay. that it might be. It's not a lot of momentum right now. It's the. We'll see. They're hoping for good news. We'll find out on Sunday. Yep. You'll get your answer. The college football playoff, the final four, will be unveiled at noon on Sunday on ESPN. And then after that, the other bowls will start. So that's going to be... Georgia against USC. Like as long as TCU everybody wins. TCU yep. versus Michigan. Exactly so right. It should be a should be a Michigan Georgia final. It would set up for that to but be the most. Boy, I saw that quarterback play last uh, Saturday night. As a matter of fact, I won my first bet on uh, USC Notre Dame. Yeah, you, I had I had USC. Very nice. Minus four. Very nice. That Caleb, Caleb Williams, uh, Williams is unbelievable. unbelievable. He's unbelievable, man. Like the, the UCLA game the week before that was awesome. He is unbelievable. He's like a Lamar Jackson that really knows how to play quarterback. Oh, boy. You're going to get you're, uh, yeah. you're dropping bombs on your way out, Stan. Yeah. Trying to start. You want to have a mob of people with pitchforks standing outside the door? What are you doing? I don't think so. That's not great. I don't uh, of sports highlights. Of course, the volleyball uh, championships. Uh, uh, UMBC today. Yes, yeah, Towson, tonight. unfortunately, yeah, lost Towson to uh, Georgia, Georgia yesterday. SEC, very good conference. Who is, uh, U- who's UMBC playing? Uh, Penn State. They'll be up at University okay. Park. Very cool. Um, uh, so not sports uh, today. Uh, the peripheral series fina- season season finale uh, on Prime Amazon Prime Video. Three Pines also 
a new series coming out on Prime Video. Alfred Molina is a detective, and he's trying to solve three more three mysterious murders in this town. Looks kind of good with Alfred Molina. Uh, Kiki Palmer. What and makes a mysterious murder? Who knows? Oh yeah, right. Why is you it? You got to watch. Right. The Griffins is going to give that away to you, Stan. <laughs> Saturday Night Live uh, is Kiki Palmer uh, with musical guest SZA. Um, Bullet Train is coming out on streaming. That'll Do you see next Netflix. week they're doing uh, Steve Martin and um, Martin Short are going to co-host Saturday Night Live. Oh, next, great. Not, not tomorrow night, great. but the next Saturday night. That'll appeal to the people over 60. Yes, that'll appear to a very specific. I think I think a lot of people were in on that show, the only murders Murder? in the building. No, I think, I think so, a lot yeah. of people, I think even younger people might have been in on that show a it's little bit. It's on my so. next level list to watch. You haven't watched it yet? I it's, watched it's, it. it's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's really pleasant. John Coulson's an old man, so he likes it. <laughs> um, it is a pleasant show. I enjoy it. It's it's fun. Uh, and then uh, Senior, a documentary uh, coming out on Netflix today. Robert Downey Jr. makes a documentary about his dad. It's like kind of similar oh, okay. to how like Jonah Hill did that uh, okay. Stutz documentary yeah. a couple weeks ago. His, I guess it's like his dad was a brilliant film director. Had a couple really good ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, he likes uh, he, he's Putney you know, Swope. Putney I'm not Swope I'm, is I, a okay brilliant film. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, and uh, the rest up at Glenn Clark Radio. Kevin Bacon's on Fallon. Violent Night. Night, of course, comes uh, yes, out in theaters. Very important. Your boy's going to sneak out at some point this weekend to check that out. Putney, Putney Swope takes the... Uh, you got to keep in mind, Putney Swope was probably done in 66, 67. It's a big company, and they, the, the chairman has to... Re- the chairman dies. The chairman of the board dies, and... Everybody's hustling to get the, to be the chairman. So they all, when they go around, they vote for Putney Swope. Who's okay. Black, who's black. Okay. And he becomes hey, the I like overwhelming it. I like choice. it. I like it. That's a win. I enjoy that. A um, couple things really quickly. One, Stan, you'll be on with the guys tomorrow morning uh, on the bat around, yes, correct? Yes, I will. They'll be here, Paul and Zach, talking baseball from 10 to noon. God willing. Yes. Two, as I said, we have filled. We have met our goal for collecting um, for the raffle for helping up mission. Thank you guys. But as I told you yesterday, there are a couple of people who got in and said, I don't care at all about the raffle. So if you still want to get in for the raffle to win the autographed Calais Campbell uh, helmet or the Trey Mancini autographed print or anything like that, it's a $25 donation that we're asking for for our helping up mission drive at Glenn Clark on Venmo, Glenn Clark 180 on PayPal. Cash app, dollar sign, Glenn Clark Radio. We will take those through tonight, and then we will pick winners for our raffle through tonight. 7 o'clock is when the Tyus Bowser Show will air tonight on 105.7 The Fan. So at 8 o'clock tonight, we will close the raffle after the Tyus Bowser Show airs. If you want to get in and win any of those things and help us out, then the next part of it will be that we will launch our Bull Pick'em Contest. It'll be a charity 50-50 Bull Pick'em Contest. If you want to get in for that, it's going to be 20 bucks to get in. However many people we get, 50% of the winnings will go to the winner. The other 50% will go to the Helping Up Mission. So that's the way that it'll go, and that'll be how we wrap up our Helping Up Mission uh, cash drive this year. All right? Thank you guys for participating. Thanks today to Stan the Fan for hanging out with us in studio, at Stan the Fan on Twitter, and uh, he, Ross, and Luke Monday night on Facebook Live. Thanks also to Eve Rosenbaum, Orioles assistant GM, Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, Damian Lee from the Suns, and Calvert Hallam. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Arch. tab at glenclarkradio.com. Monday, who knows? I think Femi will be here. Oh, Femi, I'm a Deja. Yes. Very yeah. cool. We'll talk some Ravens with Femi on Monday. I like that. All right. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, Maryland Jockey Club, Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, 
Great Eights memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealers, and buyatoyota.com. Don't forget, again, pressboxonline.com slash offers for all of the best offers for signing up for sports betting in Maryland. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Micah at Micah.Ernest on Instagram. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. How's, yeah, it, thank wor- you to how's it working I, so far? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. Like, it doesn't feel different. It doesn't feel like I'm growing broccoli inside of me. You're supposed so. to feel like a liver king. Do you feel I do feel kind of primal. primal. Yeah, I do feel quite Ancestral. primal. Ancestral. Yeah, right? Ancestral. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Is this actually steroids that you gave me? <laughs> that's yeah, HGH. Yeah, right? In a dropper. Thank you, Stan, for uh, helping me out. I appreciate that. Um, I, I was doing something. What was I saying? Uh, thanking everyone. I did all that, didn't I? I'm good. I think we're, uh, were we in the middle. Okay, yeah, no, I think oh, I yeah, got through all that. All right. Have a great weekend. Go all the local teams. We wrap up today's show with segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Marcus Williams. Segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show. Reading Glenn with you alongside. Make some noise one more time for Tyus and Marcus Williams. Live at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold. Quick reminder that if betting online at the casino, man, I know it's fun, but there are risks involved. If you're betting, set your limits, stay within it, set a budget and a time to stop. If you need help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Rita, we learned tonight that Marcus Williams could legitimately join the cast of Impractical Jokers. No, he's hilarious. And vastly improve the show. Yes. You're hilarious. Tyus, you didn't tell us this ahead of time. Right. I didn't know. I'm not supposed to. (laughs) People are supposed to come and experience this guy, see who he is, and this is who he is, man. Dude, Tyus, I've watched Marcus mess with no fewer than 12 people tonight that came up in a fun way, in a fun way, not cruel in any way. I'm not sure if that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Am I messing with them or are they messing with me? Valid. That is a good, that's a good valid. one. It might be half and half. Some of them mess with you first and then you mess with them first. Hey, it's all love and fear and love and war. <laughs> Did anyone walk away tonight with an, a Tyus a Bowser autograph picture of Marcus Williams? Did you guys end up going through... With any of no, the flip we, We're not gonna do that, man. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. It was just all funny games. We, he played it very well. He played it really well. I was really trying to hold myself together, but he was holding it. He was holding it down. So <laughs> it really could have worked if you if we really wanted it. To. I I know you guys like probably get all the time. Somebody stops you. He's like, I know you, I, but they don't know who you are. Oh, I've had that plenty of times. What's the one? Like, is there has there ever been someone who is convinced? You were someone else. Like, there, has there ever been someone who's come up to you? Yeah, when uh, when I when I had my mohawk at the time, people thought I was PQ. Really? Yeah. He was like, "Bro, Patrick Queen." I was like, "Yeah, I am Patrick okay, Queen." That's all I want to know. Did you ever go through with it? Did you? Ever? I did go through with it. Oh my god. Yeah. I think I got something out of it. I think I was able to like get into like a bar or something like that, and it was like, "Yo, you Patrick Queen?" I was like. Yeah, I am, man. Yeah, how you know? First I was going to ask maybe. that. I was going to say, do you? If, if someone says that they recognize you, right, and you're somewhere, do you say, yeah, you know, even if it's not true, and then yeah. just get some free stuff up from us? I do, because it's, it's also been a moment, and I don't know how, but they was like, bro, are you Lamar Jackson? I was like... I was like, yeah, I'm Lamar Jackson. Yep, he was like, yep. bro, can I get a picture? But this wasn't like in Baltimore. This was like outside. Okay. Because I had all my Raven stuff, and it was like, yo, you Lamar? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm Lamar. <laughs> yeah. 
Marcus? Oh, I mean, when I get recognized outside, I just say I'm not me. <laughs> I'm just like, they're like, are you Marcus? I'm like, Marcus Williams. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Josh. <laughs> you Josh. <laughs> no, you are him. I'm like, no, I'm not. They're like, this is your picture right here. I'm like, well, that's not me. That's my brother. I work as an accountant. <laughs> you got one brother, huh? I got, I got three older brothers. Oh my we god. can all look alike. Oh so. my god. At that point, I'm like, like no, nah, it's not me. Um, I'm an artist. <laughs> you, well, you can start telling people you're Tyus Bowser now. They're not going to believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You say that. A couple folks tonight were nah, ready to release. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, what I'm saying. you know what? <laughs> but nah, because, hey. Because I, let me not. <laughs> Let's just go to the next. Go to the next. Because, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. All right. Um, that's just life. That's just life. Let's We've, just go to the next. World Cup fever has hit this country. U.S. is going to play the Netherlands now in the knockout round. Rita is watching soccer. Rita was tweeting about I bet she the was. Iran game. She always tweeting. I know. She always tweeting. <laughs> I know. You live on that. Just, you just, live on that. You can unfollow me. It's okay. I understand. No, I'm not because you be having some interesting stuff. I'll be liking to listen to what okay. you got to say. Okay, cool. And also the replies. I'll be like, what, is, what are people going to say about this? I mean... <sighs> decided I know this is off topic Glenn I'm sorry but I've decided that I'm not gonna really get into talking about football like I used to because I understand that everybody watches football differently and I and and I'm a woman differently in what way um because I I don't I I, I don't process you say it people are stupid you say it say it I do want to say that but you said it for me so thank you (laughs) I I I don't watch it from a, a a way of emotion I watch it okay. from a way of scheme. Wait a okay. second. Yes, baby, I'm smart. <laughs> you better ask about me, Mr. Marcus Williams. Okay, so I I know ball. So I watch it. I watch it that way. So when I so when we're we'll be talking about the game and everybody's in their feelings about what's going on and I'm like, no, this is what this happened. This actually, yeah. And I can, and and so because I'm a woman, I feel like people kind of come at me when they don't agree with me. And so, you know, luckily for me, my boyfriend, who's really good at watching football, he, he'll come in and, and he'll, Yo, he doesn't he'll play, play about me. Yeah, That's right. one thing he's not going to do is play yeah. about me. Uh-huh. And then, then they stand down. But he's basically saying the exact same thing that I'm saying. But because it comes from him, it, it's, it's a little different. Of course. Yeah, it's different. Of course. I think that's just so a stereotype. I've decided that I'm just going to let everybody be in their feelings and we can just talk about it the next day because you don't want to hear nothing that I got to say because every time I say something then I'm getting in, my mentions is a mess and, it, you know. babies do be a mess, though. You know, my mentions, my mentions and be you know, a mess. They I got like, on me about the Lamar. you look at your phone sometimes. They got like on me about the Lamar moment. thing that yeah, I asked about. I've seen that. Oh, I got killed about that. Yeah, so, sorry that this is about me for a second, but that's kind of how they I like getting on Twitter. And then I see that I'm like, I've been needing some like, some controversy. I've been needing some some drama <laughs> in my life. Cause I, oh, I, like, I got on the drama, baby. You, Just come to my page. <laughs> yes, you do. That's why I love being on there. <laughs> Hang on, wait, wait, we'll come back to the World Cup because Twitter was a big topic this week. Obviously, Lamar had enough, right? Like he had heard enough, and he decided he wanted to say something about it. Oh, <laughs> what, what, why are you bowing out of this one? No, no, no. I, I don't want to ask I'm about not that. In this. I, I don't. I want to. Is it ever difficult for you guys when you hear people? Like when you do you ever find yourself saying like, "Yo, I would really like to get in and set this person in their place." I mean, I'm not even. I'm not even that dude to be able to just be relevant to even 
do that, but you're very I mean, relevant. But I mean, I do see it, and part of me For wants you. to. That's right. Part of me wants to, but then I'm like, Facts. this is not my place. Because I do mind my business. Facts. The business that pays me, whatever it is, I pay it very much so. So I just try to stay out of it. But I do see it, though. I do see it. Marcus, are you not really a fan of, are you a fan of social media? Do you engage? Uh, I'm not really on Twitter like that. I Good. post on Instagram. Uh, my Twitter, I just post me gaming or whatever brand I'm promoting or something like that but I don't get it big into that people talk a whole lot of stuff that they don't know about yep. so I just yeah. stay out of it because sometimes you want to react and you like is it even worth it I mean silence is sometimes more powerful than saying anything to me so do you ever have a, like even before you were Marcus Williams before you were Tyus Bowser like I've always been Marcus Williams okay thank you you're right about I mean like before you had been a pro and you were getting paid did you ever have a moment where you were like, yo, I'm just going to unload. Like, I'm just going to go after this dude. I think it depends on the situation. Like, with the tour situation, I felt like that was a place for me to be able to express myself and show, like, my actual true feelings about that situation. But if it's about somebody saying that I suck and then they're saying that I'm playing bad, it's like, does this guy really even know about football? Right. Like, what is this guy life like? I'm pretty sure he's having a hard time with his wife and, you know, he's struggling to pay the bills. I'm like, I'm not worried about that. I'm yeah. not about to reply to somebody that's not relevant. That's, that's what I was, you know, people, people are stupid. That's what we're talking about. You can't say that word now. You know, this is a very sensitive word. <laughs> it's a very sensitive world. You can't say that. What are we supposed to say that? Uh, I'm learning new things all the time, man. Hey, I'm learning new stuff too, but you can't say the word stupid because you will... You get will get blamed for it. Whoa. Not bright. Not, not bright. That's okay, it. Okay, all right. I'll roll with That I, might not even work. Do I need to use synonyms for do one word to, that we just want to say? <laughs> do I need to preemptively apologize to somebody for, for saying stupid? Probably, need, let's just apologize. Yeah, just apologize. I'm Glenn Clark. I want to offer an apology for everything I said tonight and anything I might say in the future. Does that cover me? Are we good now? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, listen. Uh, Tyus Bowser Show is also brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking. All kinds of food. Get $100 off on your pre-order by using the promo code TAILGATE. So, soccer, the World Cup. Yeah. You in? <laughs> are, you, are you feeling it? Oh, I'm all the way in. Pause. On Saturday, will you be? Somebody's out. Huh? I mean, I was just I was just watching it earlier today before I left the facility, the USA and uh, Iran game. I think I seen it with like 68 minutes in. Wow. Yo, you so like, I was really, I was really going through it. Like, I lost probably like one or two years off my life. Really, dude, yeah. it was a dramatic and that. Yeah, that game. If you was didn't crazy. watch the game today, the last 20 minutes were crazy. Look, wild. I don't even know what's going on for real, like for real. I mean, I, I have a general understanding of it, but even I, even I was like, I don't know what's going on, but it feels real hectic, and it feels very like I'm anxiety ridden. I, I don't, I don't Did know what's know, going on. Did you know like the on. situation of the match? Yeah, I like, mean, like, I, I, like I have a general understanding of it, but, yeah. but, you, so I, I, I understood what was going on, but because I don't watch it enough, mm -hmm. it was like. Oh my God! So are they in a position where they could possibly score? Is this going to end in a tie? Oh, yeah. And you know what? The, and, and so I was like, 
this is a mess. You know, then the guy was like, he he wanted a foul called on him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I just, I was like, I don't think, I think I know what's going on. It just feels like it's too much going on. Yeah, it was a lot going on. But <laughs> Did you did you ever play soccer, Tyrus? Yeah, I played I soccer. You did. Yeah, yeah, I played soccer. Um, probably when I was like seven, seven, eight. I played for like two years. And I enjoyed it. Like, I grew up a huge Wayne Rooney Manchester United fan and kind of just followed it from there and I mean I watch all the big name players now That's I watch cool, the man. World Cup so I've always been a fan of soccer now let's turn it over to our real soccer correspondent Marcus Williams Marcus over here talking about this guy I can't wait to go to my my first uh, men's soccer game you know what's crazy I've actually been to a couple women's soccer games really and those are really they're really exciting uh, San Diego San Diego Wave and they're that that's 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 cool. That's exciting. That's but I cool. mean, I haven't really watched this. I'd rather go watch in person. Um, but as far as what y'all are talking about, I can't even chime in. Okay, so if you it. go to a soccer match, do you have an understanding like of what's going? Like, do you sure, know? Yeah, okay. I know what's going on. Okay. I got a little sister who actually uh, plays soccer. She's she's gonna be a beast when she goes really? to college, and she's gonna go to the pros. No, no, no doubt about that. So. That's dope, man. That's really cool. All right, uh, I saw something on your Instagram. I want to ask you about. No, we are not talking about <laughs> my Instagram. Um, are you a cranberry sauce guy? Oh yeah, I love Ocean Spray. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag ad. Hashtag jiggle jiggle wiggle wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor me. <laughs> where's the Where's the screen? <laughs> Put it out there. Y'all need to go to Marcus Williams Instagram. If y'all If y'all Y'all don't put cranberry sauce on your, you know what I'm saying? If they don't put it on their dressing, then what is? That is true. Okay, so I'm with you on that. I said I don't want it. when y'all go, go jiggle and you go wiggle wiggle and put that cranberry sauce on the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got it. I want. I like cranberries in my stuff, and I don't want the sauce. I like this. I mean, that's all we could afford. So I'm more solid. cranberry relish yeah. than I am How cranberry sauce. you put it? Get you some ocean spray. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of him looking at the camera. I can't get enough of it. I need, I need more of it in my Marcus life. needs his own show. Oh my this God. Crazy. <laughs> this is not my show. <laughs> It's Bowser show. Exactly. But Marcus needs to have a no. Marcus Williams show because you are crazy. <laughs> um, who's uh, Tyus? Who's leading the team in high knees this week? Getting ready for uh, the Broncos. Who's in charge of uh, high knees for the week? High knees. Justin high said knees. it was Lamar on the plane a couple weeks ago. You guys got to make oh, sure you, you got, got your high knees in because it's Broncos week, right? Russell Wilson yeah. on the plane. Yeah, right. He's doing high Remember knees Russell on the plane. He was, he was doing high knees. knees on the plane. Oh. Well, we didn't see that. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even answer that for you. I have no idea. So Broncos week. Oh, yeah. With, uh, that, yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah. Somebody mentioned that. Honestly, it might be Lamar. I'll give it to Lamar. He might he might lead in lead us in high knees. <laughs> if I get a sack, I might lead it. Who knows? We saw somebody have some fun with Russ's celebration on Sunday. Who I don't even remember who it was. They played the Panthers. We saw somebody have some fun with it afterwards. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna have to check it out. I mean I might give me some, might get some tips and ideas. So if you get a sack, I feel like you should do some high knees. Dude, I would love as that. As your celebration. I would love I might that. Do that. Might, I might just do that. I like that. I mean you at home, right? We just exactly. we ain't gonna do nothing but cheer you on when you do that. You're right, you're right. I think I might do that. You know what? I like you. I like you. <laughs> 
What is your celebration when you get us at? You'll see it on Sunday. What about the strip sack that you had? <laughs> you can go on Instagram. You can go on the Ravens page. You can go on Twitter. You can How go about anywhere. you show us on your show live today? <laughs> <laughs> there it is, right there. There it is, right there. You'll see more of it, too. I think we're good here. I think we've done everything we need to do for this one. Would y'all please make some more noise for Tyus Bowser and Marcus Williams. Whoever was yelling, we like her. Marcus, Marcus, I want to give a shout out to your brand. Uh, what can we plug for you, man? Marked as winners. M-A-R-K-E-D as A-S winners. W-I-N-N-E-R-S.com. You can go get any merchandise you want, hats. I have shirts. Uh, whatever, and then I got stuff coming out soon. So, if you guys want to go and support, it's it's on the site. Awesome! Thank you for coming out and hanging out with us tonight, man. This was this was fun as hell. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for doing this, Tyus. Love you, bro. Appreciate yes, you. Two weeks, we will be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. We're headed back. Looking forward to being back there. Please, after a couple of victories, please, yes. after a couple yes. of wins. Uh, at the NFL Chick, Gridiron Gals for Rita, of course, and uh, she'll be with me on Sunday. You are? You're hanging out yeah, Sunday? Yeah, we'll be doing post-game, 105.7. The uh, Baltimore Game Day Uncensored post-game show on 105.7 The Fan. Don't forget, PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Great offers for sports betting. Up to $200 in free bets, and you make your first $5 bet with DraftKings. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Thanks to Great 8's memorabilia. Again, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Rolling with Santa gets underway this week. Weekend. Thanks to everybody for coming and joining us. Thanks to Mother's Peninsula Grill and Arnold. Big shout out for having us. For Rita, for Tyus, for Marcus, I'm Glenn. This has been the Tyus Bowser Show.